This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Who's Sean this week between Imperium? Bobby Roode, right? Man, he may make a return. We don't know yet. And in the hot tag news, is Drew McIntyre, is he holding it up as champion? And in an exclusive interview, the extreme official H.C. Loke is going to be with us on the show today and the Clash of Champions pay-per-view points game in an all-new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. Dope. We got a dope show today, yeah. Rick. Yes, we do. I can't wait. We got a pretty dope show with HC Loke. Yeah. You see what I'm doing there? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Didn't rhyme, but I saw that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a good, good friend of mine for many years since the mid 90s, uh, around the same time that uh, me and Kenny uh, Casanova has, have met. And uh, we were amongst uh, an elite group. Uh, of wrestlers back in the day, uh, with the with the road trips uh, to going to events and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure he'll talk about it. I hope he talks about it. Shoot, if not, I'm gonna have to. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a pretty gassy road trip yeah, with you three. Yeah, yeah. Well, a bunch of big dudes in the small Prius looking car at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, we had to save money as much as we can, and uh, everybody that's in the Indies, they know the struggle. Shoot. They know the struggle, and uh, doing it that way, you know, everybody chips in a few bucks for gas, and, uh, you know, you get your stuff out there, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, to it. it's either gas or ass, gas you know what I'm ass. saying? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it's... So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm your host, Tony Diaz, with uh, Rick Surround the Third and Miguel yes. Cole. Um, all right, let's get into our Facebook uh, page. Uh, I posted on here, uh, Bobby Roode is expected to return to Raw within the next week or two. Uh, it was also noted that he can come as soon as this week's Raw, but, which um, he didn't come. He didn't. He wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there. Uh, it's funny because like, we talk about him and now all of a sudden news starts coming around that he's coming yeah. back. I mean, it's just it's just what we do, yeah, guys. Yeah. It's what we do. I mean, you know, you want all the the hot information, and you want all this stuff. This is where you go, right here. That's it. That's it. I mean, it doesn't work with money because I mean, I would be a millionaire by now. Exactly. But, um, yeah. Everything wrestling related comes to fruition. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. It's a big word for you, Rick. But uh, Josh yeah, Sanders, he said that's a good deal. Bobby Roode is awesome. Uh, Kevy Ace, he says to be wasted like the uh, most NXT call-ups. Was he really wasted when he was on the main roster? Yes. He was. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> when he came in there, he was so hot, and then that just fizzled. <laughs> fizzled, man. It was just so bad. I'm trying uh, to think. And then what they put wrong? him with Chad Gable. Oh, They put him with Chad right. Gable. You know what? That's right. Which was atrocious. Yeah. I remember. Uh, Jesse Lucano Garcia, he says, so he's going to return so he can continue the job. Wow. Uh, Dakota Renfro <laughs> responded to her and said, this is uh, when we hope to God James Storm either uh, joins WWE again and they tag him with Bobby Roode 
or Bobby leaves to join Storm wherever. <laughs> he, <laughs> that's fucked up. But he, I he mean, I I wouldn't be upset about mm-hmm. that because that is a great freaking tag team. It's a great it team. It is, and uh, and it can't be wasted, man. No, no, I don't blame you. I don't. Um, yeah, they were good, man, weren't they? But yeah. but it's hard to picture, you know, Bobby Roode with the short hair compared to when he had the long hair when he was with Beer Money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, did, yeah, which look did you like, Rick? I honestly prefer the short hair look. Really? I just, there was something well, about I, it that It he, could be because of the gimmick, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, because no. then he started doing, like, the ponytail thing. It wasn't bad. Like, he was slicking back in a ponytail, When he became Bobby Roode? Or doing the glorious Yeah, gimmick? when he... No, no, not the glory. No, the um, beer money. I think he looks better with with the short hair. But when he was with beer money and he had the short, the long mm-hmm. hair, it was it was all right. Mm-hmm. But when he had it in a ponytail, it was a lot better. That curly okay. hair, that Mister Perfect yeah. hair, <laughs> doesn't suit him for yeah. whatever reason. But on Mister Perfect, it was fine. That's true. It, it's just, I think it's a brunette blonde. It, thing. it could be. It could be. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, hey, there you go. Uh, Let's get into the uh, the hot tag news this week. Uh, you posted this one, Imperium. So, uh, which one of the two in the uh, uh, Fabian Eicher? Uh, Eichner? Oh my god! I, uh, okay, you know Mr. What? Tony, you're messing this whole thing up. It, it's not hot tag news. It's who's oh, Sean, Sean? <laughs> and it's Imperium, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner. I mean, how much are they paying? Uh, I don't know. Not enough, <laughs> to be honest. All right, the who's Sean? It's Imperium. Damn it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Bar- Marcel Barcel <laughs> or Fabian Eichner. Um, Oof. Rick, you want to take you this know, one? You know, this is, uh, first of all, uh, Imperium, great stable. It is. Loved it. Um, a lot of people don't like them. I wish. Though. I don't know why. Because it's a great, uh, you got Wolf, you got mm-hmm. uh, Walter, Walter. Walter. Um, you have Marcel Bathel, yeah, 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 and you have yeah. Fabian Eichner. I mean, first of all, the names alone <laughs> are great, and and, yeah. and it represents them perfectly. You, you know what it is? I think I know what's wrong with this group. What's wrong? Is because I think a lot of wrestling fans they get spoiled by uh-huh. gimmicks and by yes. people. All right, I give you a perfect example. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, okay? Yes. You, one of my you, favorites. Exactly. One him. of your favorites, you know? And <laughs> for me, it's like he looks bland. But yeah. watching him wrestle, I'm like, damn, that guy can wrestle. Holy shit, yeah. he is good as a wrestler. But character-wise, he's just bland. You know what? He would mm-hmm. fit in Imperium. He wouldn't fit <laughs> in Brazongo, would he? You know, I'm no. not saying that he would, but I'm just saying, you know, he wouldn't fit in a stable like that. Would he fit in well, the, somebody like the Hurt Business? It's funny you mentioned that. You know? No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> um, not enough melanin. But I have to say, <laughs> I do have to say that um, uh, Timothy Thatcher was an original member of Imperium, actually. Uh, uh, it was Timothy Thatcher and there was another uh, man. Right. I don't remember his name. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, he does fit right. Holy shit. I forgot all about that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we'll see. There you go. But I think that's what it is. You know, you look at actually, you know, look at the Wyatt family. You know, each yeah. person had a different character about them. They didn't look plain. You know, it, 
for me, it's, it's like it's something is off. Even if like, and, and I do that a lot too, and I probably shouldn't, but like, even if they're missing one knee pad, I'd be like, oh, put put a knee pad yeah. on, you know? It, it just makes <laughs> it look better. Or you know, it's something about like, and I've never was a fan of it of the just the regular tights. Yeah, not the yeah. long time. I'm talking like the underwear type tights. Yeah, 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 something about it for me. It's just like no, especially yeah, well, when it's just a where, plain ass color. <laughs> well, that's what Cesaro started yeah. off as, you yeah. know. And then he started getting okay. Now I want to wear a jacket yeah. to the ring. Yeah. And then he started. All right, I'm gonna put my name on the yeah. back. So and then I'm gonna wear knee pads. Yeah. He wasn't wearing yeah. knee pads yeah. either. Yeah. So, so I wonder um, if he felt uh, maybe that his character was bland. But I mean, some yeah. guys are like that, and that's fine with me. You look at actually look at Matt Riddle. He's actually plain, but what yeah. gives him character is the fact that number one, he's barefooted. Number two, yeah. he's got long hair. So yeah. believe it or not, long hair kind of makes you a little bit of a character. You know, he doesn't yeah. wear the tight tights. He wears you know the short tights, and you know he's got his name on it, so he's not too bland. Or the stero- you know, the typical just the the tights part of it, but he does have you know, he's, he's adds a little bit of a character. The way he talks, the way he moves, you know, he does this bullshit when he's walking down the ring. You know, the I can't dance <laughs> shit. You know, it's the only move I know, but um, it's catchy. Yeah, that's it. You know, his his shoulders are all of a sudden <laughs> up to shoulders, his fucking ear, yeah. and um, yeah, I th- I think to me that's funny. But uh, but he still has character. Timothy Thatcher, you look at him, he just doesn't have character. It doesn't. But yeah. a damn good fucking wrestler. And that's how I see Imperium, too. Imperium's the same yeah. way. But I tell you, watching these guys wrestle, though, they can wrestle. They can yeah. wrestle. So, with that being said, the who's Sean? Uh, Rick, uh, who? This one, I'm honestly stuck. I'm yeah, stuck. this is one of those uh, really tough ones. Because it's like there's no, I don't think there's any edge to any of these guys. Um, um, first of all, no. the name Marcel Barthel is amazing. I hate it though. And it's, it's almost <laughs> like Ruby Riot <laughs> or um, Wendy Richter. <laughs> but but it, when you use the, the the Spanish from Spain accent, Marcel Barthel, Marcel Barthel. It, it, yeah, it, it's <laughs> just so it just. It's perfect, yeah. You know, and uh, and then you got Fabian Eichner, mm-hmm. and but I don't even think he's German. I think he's portraying Italian, <laughs> and uh, but he got Is this he big Santino? meatball bald head, <laughs> and he got uh, and he's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Marcel Barthel, he has the uh, the height advantage, and you have Eichner, who's this tight. He's not small, but mm-hmm. Mar- uh, Marcel definitely has height on him. But uh, you got this tight. Rugged man yeah. in uh, Fabian Eichner. Uh, wrestling wise, I give. Whew, I listen when it comes to powerhouses. I I I enjoy them, but when it comes to my technique in wrestling, mm-hmm. when the way I uh, look at people, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm more uh, a fan of the Marcel Barthel type, um, who can grapple with you and who who has a more fluid movement in the yeah. ring. The, the stocky big guys don't really have that yeah. uh, big movement. Look-wise, Eichner is your guy. Yeah. Like, that's your superstar. Mm-hmm. That's who you build, you know? That's a warlord in the making, yeah. you know? that That's what I get from him when I look at yeah. him. Um, but if I'm going to pick one of these guys from Imperium, this tag team, this duo, 
I want to go with Marcel Barthel. Really? I, I, I really enjoy his in-ring work. I love the name. He got a good look to him. Um, so, yeah, if I want to pick who's Sean, I'm going to go with Marcel Barthel. Interesting, because, uh, you know, everything that you said came right out of my mouth, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to go with my pick. I would go with Fabian Eichner. And the reason why I like his name better than Marcel Barthel. <laughs> And I think you ruined that for me, Rick. Um, yeah, but Fabian, even if, if he took the last part, Eichner. If he, is it Eichner or Eichner or Eichner or what the fuck is it? Eichner. 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 Okay, there you go. I corrected myself. Um, but even if it was, you know, they took that part of the name off and just went with Fabian. That's a dope-ass name because it's cocky yeah. and it fits him too because he's a big dude and... You know, the guy can wrestle. I, I, I would go with him as a breakout star. Um, nothing against uh, Marcel Bastero. Um it, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, I think uh, Fabian has more character than he does. Okay. And uh, I think he can grow on that if he went on as a, in the singles career. So, yeah. yeah for right. sure. So, with that being said, uh, Marcel Barthel... Or Marcel Barrel got 88% of the vote. Really? For who's Sean. And Fabian Eichner only received 12% of the vote. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm telling you the name. name, (laughs) Listen. Marcel Barrel, he can go out. You can just imagine. It reminds me, (laughs) and he doesn't, he's not good looking at all. Don't, don't Don't get me wrong with that. But he can definitely. Capture this model, Rick the model character, yeah. with just that name. Yeah. I am Marcel Barcel. <laughs> As Tony Diaz says it, Marcel Barcel. A poos, poos, <laughs> like Antonio Banderas kind of thing. Oh my lord! Okay, cool. So yeah, so if anybody else wants to throw out a who's Sean, uh, put it on our our Facebook page, and uh, you know we'll talk about it and get some votes in for you, and we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, with, sure. with that being said, it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> Double A, Arn Anderson turned 62 years old. Wow, serious? Yeah. Holy shit. You know, Arn Anderson. <laughs> That's my <fucked up. laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. Arn Anderson has looked the same, I would say, yeah. for the past 30 except years. The, 30 I, years! I think except for the hair. He's losing a little bit of the hair. But the facial structure I mean, is still been, there, yeah. He's been losing the hair for, for 30 the- years as well. <laughs> that is true. Um, But what I'm, I'm getting more at, not just the face, that gut, that belly. Yeah. It's just a solid gut. And he's been having it for a good 30 plus years. Yeah. But happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Um... Asuka turns 39. Wow. Yeah, 39 years old. Um, and this might this might shock you. Kyrie Sane turns 32. What? Yeah. Older or younger do you think she you thought she was? I thought she was younger. Yeah, I thought, I thought she, she I was, was I was thinking 25, 26. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that's uh you know what they say, Asian don't raisin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Matt Hardy turns 46 years Holy old. Holy shit. Going on 74. Wow. 
Should he just retire? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But think of it this um, way. Think of it this way, okay? And since we're on that subject of Matt Hardy. Now, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know how to put this into words, but look where Matt Hardy is and look where Jeff Hardy is. Isn't yeah. that interesting? But but then on top of that, Matt uh, Jeff signed, uh, re-signed with WWE for another two, three years. Yeah. And everybody was hoping that he would just... Because remember, a while ago, he had a because he was hurt, so he had to make up for those days that he was hurt. Remember, so that's why yeah. they kept putting him on TV. And then now he just resigns for two, three years. So what? Yeah. What does that tell you? Is you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just interesting. No, I, I get it. It just and then with Matt Hardy, it's like all right, you go to AEW, which is huge for AEW, but it seems that he's taking more risk. In AEW than he would have in WWE. I, I have to agree with you. Yeah. Now he it's just he like, did it, get hurt in WWE, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But it was it was regular I don't want to say regular, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm gonna say. It was it's a regular wrestling injury compared to being thrown off a table off a scaffolding and through a table into a concrete floor. Right. Yeah. You know, or having a chair thrown into your right. face. Right, no, I know, but um, you know, hmm. I don't. I don't think it was. It wasn't a serious injury. I don't think, but he was injured a couple times here and there, but not as yeah, bad as he is that, in AEW. Yeah, and I feel like he has to make up for it because his character's not getting over. No, and because and, and that's what's now, funny because he went in there thinking that his character would still be over the whole delete thing, and then yeah. it just wasn't he. It wasn't getting the reaction he was expecting. So then all of a sudden he tries changing shit up. And yeah. he looks a little lost. I'm sorry. And, and and one more thing, Matt. It's your birthday. You said you were going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. Take time off. <laughs> what, what are you doing, Miguel? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I just wanted to get a snack. <laughs> you got to put some oil on that door. Put yeah. some oil on that um, door. But you're right. He anyway, does need to uh, he, I, yeah. take some time off or retire, one or the other. But it's funny yeah. because I was saying the same thing about Jeff Hardy. But yeah. it's, it seems like he got a little pep in his step lately. Yeah, because they're giving him everything and he wants because yeah. they don't want him to go to AEW. They don't. Which I don't agree with. They don't. But, yeah. but at the you same would time, would he still be – because you just said about Matt. Now, wouldn't it be the same for Jeff? Because Jeff, I'm sorry to oh, say, Jeff would be tr- <laughs> Jeff is more extreme and more um, active in the ring than Matt is. Matt's for sure, just the Jeff character. would be jumping off the stadium. <laughs> Jeff would be jumping off the he stadium would, and shit. He would. Hey, you know what? Put me on that helicopter, man, and I'll just jump from there <laughs> into the stadium, onto the freaking ladder, and then onto the ring. That's how he would be. Yeah. But yeah, I think, that's... honestly, I think he realizes that his career is coming to an end. And doing this deal with the WWE, it's guaranteeing him money. Um, he gets what he wants. And it's a good send-off to him, I think. You know, yeah. I really do. Um, honestly, I wish Matt did the same thing. But I think what it was, what it is, what happened was that he was expecting that the whole Delete character was going to take off again when he went to AEW. I think that was the yeah. main problem. Because if you notice, they tried it in WWE. It went over, I would have to say. But as time went on, too, it, nobody really was just interested in it. 
and that's where the the fanboys start coming into question because yeah. it was like, okay, WWE brought it in, mm-hmm. and they complained because it was like, this is not it. Yeah. This is the watered down version. Right. And then the 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 restraints were taken off mm-hmm. in AEW. He had full control over this, and where did it go? Absolutely nowhere. So nowhere. What do you guys have to say about that? Anyway, <laughs> happy birthday, Matt Hardy. Um, Sonya Deville turns 27 years oh, old. Yeah, good for her. Happy birthday. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon turns 44. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I she thought, I thought younger than what I expected. No. She does look she older, yeah. older. <laughs> I thought she would have been... That's a lot younger than what I thought she was. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, and I left this one last on purpose because I feel like there's not enough recognition for this man. And there's not enough appreciation for what this man has done for the wrestling business. And this man is Greg the Hammer Valentine, who turned 69 years old. Ah, you gotta speak up. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Come on, Miguel. Uh, would you? He looks like a female gym would teacher. That's yeah, true. Wow. Now, would you say? <laughs> Jesus. Now, would you say that? Um, that would you consider? Greg the Hammer Valentine as one of the great IC champs. One of yes, yeah? one of the greats okay. of all time for sure. But and I just think for me, like I hated the fact that they were trying to change him into Roy Orbison over the years with uh, the Honky Tonk Man. I fucking hated that. Yeah, but that was bad. The one thing I, I will always remember is the dog collar match that he had with Roddy Piper. For sure. Awesome, awesome match. Top, t- I'd say top 10 match yeah. of all time. Oh, yeah. You have to include that match. Yeah. No, I uh, agree with you. I yeah, agree. It, it was epic, and, and I wasn't even born yet when that <laughs> match came out. And, I, and I'm telling you, I, yeah. and I'm just telling you fans out there, you youngsters out there, look back at the history books and, look, and take a look. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend Macho Man versus Ricky, Ricky Steve, the Dragon yeah, Steamboat. You know? Uh, the dog collar match with Hammer and, and Piper. Mm-hmm. Huge, like these are great wrestling matches that tell stories. Oh, and yeah. It's just that dog collar match was brutal. Yeah. And Piper was talking. Oh, and that's another thing. I, and I know I'm going on no, a little fine. tangent here. But Roddy Piper, go back and listen to his interviews outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The guy was one of the most kindest and one of the smartest wrestling influencers I would put out there. Yeah. Um, when I met him, I thought, first of all, I was just, like, gushing over this guy because he was just, like, an icon to yeah. me. Uh, huge. Um, and then I heard an interview with him, and he was talking about the Attitude Era and talking about how he wishes that Vince would have brought him back in because he would have been, like, get rid of all this sex shit mm. and let's fucking get back into wrestling. Yeah. And um, that's one of those things that I feel I agree with with the Attitude Era. Right. But, uh, yeah, Roddy Piper, Greg DeHammer Valentine. Roddy Piper obviously has passed away, so rest in peace with Hot Rod. But uh, Greg Valentine, happy 69th birthday, man. Do it up. There you go. With that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right, WWE. Now, now this is when I have to step in and say, WWE, you're just... This is one of those times where they're trying to fuck with AEW. And... <laughs> So, Chris Jericho has a little bit of the bubbly, and then WWE comes out with WWE Wines. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 
This is one of those moments, Tony, where we gotta be like, WWE, you're really, you're fucking around now. But you know what, though? There's a difference between when WWE does it than when AEW does it. Oh, come on. No, no, there is. You know why? Because I didn't even heard about that until now. Okay. Yeah. When W when AEW does it, they do it on TV so everybody can yeah. fucking hear. You know, for me, yeah. honestly, this is like almost a rib. You know that yeah. they don't. You know they they're not acknowledging them, but they kind of are. But they ain't gonna do it on their dime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So well, I think that's pretty. It's actually funny. That is funny. Yeah. So if you go to WWEWines.com, <laughs> you can place an order, purchase two bottles of wine, one. Is a representative of the Undertaker, and the other one is the Ultimate Warrior. And you know what? I have a problem with that one. Why? Now, granted, I was a huge Ultimate Warrior fan yeah. back in the day, um, and then he passed away, which again I thought was shocking after that great speech yeah. he gave on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. after his Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have to say that uh, after his death, a lot of stuff came yeah. up about what he did in the business and the things that he said mm-hmm. and i feel like if you're taking away from fabulous moolah the uh the battle royal after yeah. her because of what she did why are we still having all these recollections mm-hmm. and these things named after the ultimate warrior yeah. um there are plenty of people that you could have had a wine named mm-hmm. after and that um granted i mean greg the hammer valentine <laughs> probably wouldn't oh, have gone geez. over <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I don't drink, but I would have purchased it just for that. Yeah. Um, you know what would have been a good War- one, though? To have a wine named after CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Those that don't know, he's straight edge, so he doesn't drink. Yes. But to name an alcoholic beverage after him. Yes. That would be a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... I I don't see why Undertaker, fine. It ages like fine yeah. wine. I get that. But Ultimate Warrior, really? Like, that's the other guy that we're going there's, with there's now? There's plenty of p- other people uh, they could have done that with. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so just had to throw that out there. Uh, my other bit of news, again, this has to do with AEW. Lance Archer. Test yes. positive for COVID nineteen, yep. but there's a um, they said a bunch of other people too. Yeah, They're not naming uh, them. But Lance, yeah, Lance Archer was the one name that he released it on his mm-hmm. own. But apparently, there are a bunch of other names out there that have contracted COVID nineteen, yeah. and it's one of those things where you don't fucking talk shit. Yeah, because Taz was out there. We don't run a sloppy yeah. shop. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Taz. Yeah, I mean. Oh, man, you know what? You know what? When we talk to HC Loke, I think I'm gonna, t- I- I'm gonna do it, Tony. You're gonna, you're gonna I'm, ask I'm gonna him? ask him about okay. Taz. I'm gonna <laughs> ask him about Taz. Just see where he, where he stands about that. Because you know what? I have to know. Okay. He was backstage with him for a long That's time good. in ECW. I need to know what he thought of him. Okay. Um, and my last bit of news is the saddest yes. bit of news. Um, Road Warrior and Legion of Doom member Animal. Uh, Joe Laurinaitis mm-hmm. passes away at the age of 60. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just mentioned two legends in Art Anderson, who turned 62, Greg DeHammer Valentine, who turned 69, and for for Animal to pass away at the age 60. Um, I don't. I know people nowadays or from an older generation think 60 is old, mm-hmm. 
people are living into their 80s yeah. now. Close to 90s. So that's a, close to 90s, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, that's another 20 years he could have had with his wife. Another 20 years he could have had with his kids. Yeah. Another 20 years he could have had with his whole family, his fans. Mm-hmm. The guy loved and appreciated his fans. Um, you know, uh, uh, TJ Logan from Wrestling POV Global mentioned how he met... Uh, Joe Animal and said how nice he was and appreciative. Mm-hmm. Elio Canella mentioned how he went to his second wrestling event yeah. and he saw Legion of Doom team up with uh, Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior go against Demolition and how that affected him. I mean, Legion of Doom, and we said it when we did our Who's yes. Sean. Uh, we both mm-hmm. said Animal. Yeah. Animal was the Sean of the group. Uh, mm-hmm. and be it as it may, what Hawk brought to the team, mm-hmm. but Animal but was the that, solid the force behind too. it. The tag yeah. tournament, and they, <laughs> yeah, and they were one of the best tag teams of all time. You know, um, you know, Matt Novak also mentioned on our Facebook page about how uh, when he was 12 years old, uh, he opened up a door and it hit Animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So just imagine wow. being a 12 year old boy and yeah. you hit, you open the door, and on the other side is this giant in Animal, um, and he said he was just the nicest guy. Yeah. Um, he was so impactful in the wrestling business. Um, I just, uh, it, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no, there's no uh, com- confirmation on what was the cause of just death. Said a heart yet. attack. Said mm-hmm. heart attack. Okay. Um, you know, it's if it was a heart attack, then you have to think steroids has a big part cocaine. of that. Um, it was a big cocaine, cocaine user back in the day. And yeah. I hate to t- even um, say that, you know, but it's true. That's how and it was back then. It takes years off your life. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. I tell you this much, you know, and it's not a P, what is it, PSA or PCA or whatever. But public, public service. No, yeah. Um, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, if you are doing coke, you got to understand it does damage to your heart. Okay? It yeah. does damage to your heart. Just don't ever do it because later on down the road, your heart starts to deteriorate because of it. And, um, you know, a lot of close friends of mine in the business um, that even knew Animal, too. And they all said the same thing, that he did a lot of coke back in the day. So, uh, and then we're not, you know, it's something that, you know, the guy died. He's he's still, I still admired him, you know. And this was way before I even knew that he was doing that. Um, Same thing with Hawk. You know, I didn't know he was doing any of that stuff, too. Um, no. I just thought he was just that crazy, but um, yeah. As far as animal goes, that this one hurts. You know, this one, this one yeah. hurts for sure. Um, growing up as a kid, they were my favorite tag team. You, know, uh, you guys always hear me say talk about the Wild Simones as my favorite. These 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 guys were too. These these guys were my favorite. They were so much of my favorite. Okay, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before that I got the same tattoo. Of the Taz on my right arm is the same thing what Animal has. The same tattoo. I wanted it the same design, the same arm, everything. Uh, And it was my very first tattoo, and I wanted it because of Animal. And, you know, throughout the years of me having the tattoo, and I was real active in wrestling, um, I wanted it to change the design of it yeah i wanted to put like a singlet on him to make it a wrestling jazz and and to try to change it up too because as i got older i was like oh people are gonna think i'm stupid for having this especially when i tell them the story on why i did it but then you know what i never did do it i'll even post a picture y'all want to see but i never did uh changed it and then i'm not going to 
Um, I'm gonna keep yeah, it the no. same. I'm gonna keep it the way it is. Um, another thing too about animals that uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this: his son plays in the NFL. And yeah. the one thing that I really admire about Animal, and it's just the same way how I am as a father, um, the way he is as a dad, and which was like um, when his son was growing up, and his son told this story too, uh, was that he he was always afraid that when he would get into football and this and that, that he would always be known as Animal's son. Uh, the Road Warriors, LOD's son. Oh, that's the son of LOD, da-da-da-da. But then as time went on in his NFL and his football career, you know, before he went, even went into the NFL, was progressing, and then he went into the NFL, his dad was his biggest fan. And I always yeah. appreciate dads that are like that because they don't want the attention. They want the attention to go on their son. And he was always like that with his son. I think he plays for the... Uh, Los Angeles Rams, um, yeah, and uh, he he was he would cheer for him, and he didn't want to be known as as animal or uh, part of LOD. He just wanted to be his son his son's dad, and that's how I am. You know, with with my military career, I had a very long military career, and I left as an E six E six is staff sergeant, and my daughter she's in the military and. Uh, a couple of my other sons are in the military too but with my daughter because of what she had been through in her life and to go into the military was shocking to me because she was a quiet kid but then now as she progressed I became her biggest fan and I always cheered her on and I, I took a backseat I didn't care about my military career and I didn't want her to go off of my military career either but now she's been in I think four or five years and now she's an E5. She's almost already caught up to me in the four years wow. or five years that she's been in. And she's a sergeant now. You know, I, it took me 10 years, but that was my, my own fault. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but she's been in four years and she's already E5. So I became her biggest fan. And I love it when dads are like that. And they take they take a step back from what they were to let their um, offspring uh, blossom. Yeah. So I, I've always admired about that, about Animal, because he, he didn't want the spotlight. He just took a step back and let his sun shine. So. Yeah, and you know, and, and, I, and I can also uh, agree with you guys on that. I mean, I'm the same way with my chihuahua, you know. I'm always <laughs> wanting the best for her, you know, just always. Um, but yes, it's all seriousness. Uh, rest in peace, Animal, yeah. and to the, the Laurinaitis family, and to the wrestling family. Uh, this this affected a lot of people around the yeah. world. I mean, LeBron James tweeted about really? it. Snoop Dogg. No yeah, so it was just like around the well, sporting world, thund- like everybody knows Legion yeah, of Doom. Thunder Rosa uh, on her match in AEW, she yeah. painted her face half of like uh, how Animal did. Animal. Um, yeah. yeah, this this one hurt, man. And it's funny that I think this was probably one of the coolest things I saw on the internet, which was uh, there was two things. There was a picture of uh, Animal holding the ropes, but it was you know like yeah. in heaven. You know, holding the ropes for, uh, I mean, Hawk was holding the ropes for Animal, and Animal was there with his the spikes and stuff. So that yeah. was cool, and, and, and all the wrestlers that passed were in the ring. Um, that was cool. I, th- I thought that was really neat. And then another, someone else posted that, uh, of course, you know, showing the clouds in the ring, and that, uh, uh, both Legion of Doom, and someone wrote uh, that whoever's the tag champions in heaven, 
they're in trouble now because animals there. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. So yeah, it affected a lot of people. Even if you know you wasn't even born when they were at their peak, you still knew who they were. Yeah. You still knew who they were. So that's you know rest in peace for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our Tony's rumors. So this week. Not much. Not much. But uh, there's uh, continues. Uh, to be speculation that Ronda Rousey could be gearing up for a return in the WWE, uh, possibly at WrestleMania next year. I don't care. I don't either. No one should care. She's been gone. No one should care about she's this. She's been gone for how long? And now I got to be like, oh my God, it's Ronda Rousey. It's Ronda Rousey. Over a year and a half now. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That's all I got for rumors. Look at that. What do you got for injury? All right. Injury, Tegan Knox possibly torn her ACL. Actually, they uh, confirmed. No confirmation on that yet. No, they did confirm. Oh, they confirmed yeah. it now? Yeah. Oh, so she got her MRI and it is confirmed, thanks to me. Um, you guys now know that she has a torn ACL. Um, Son of a so bitch. she'll be out six to nine months. Um, she has issues with that knee. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. it gets it straightened out. Cameron Grimes tweaked his knee in his match, in the gauntlet match on NXT, but he's... Uh, said to be fine, and also Austin Theory had uh, back spasms, but he's also said to be fine okay. for next week. Um, that is all I have for the injuries. It is now time for the hot tag news. Yeah. Drew McIntyre is he a true champion? Is he mm-hmm. now? Tony, yes. the guy won the wrestle. He won the title at WrestleMania, um, defeating Brock Lesnar in less than five minutes. Yeah, right after that match. He defeated Big Show mm-hmm. in his first title defense. Yep. He, in the six months as champion, he has defeated Big Show, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and Randy Orton. Yeah. So he has defended the title five times. Yeah. Uh, well, against five opponents. He's defended it over mm-hmm. that. F- against five different opponents in a six-month span. Right. We haven't seen a WWE champion do this in such a long mm-hmm. time. Especially with people like Brock Lesnar, you know, mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston was up there. He was defending I, a I, lot. I give, I'll give Kofi that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is Drew McIntyre a true champion? What are your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to say yes, uh, because of that reason. He's defended. Yeah. He's always defending that title, which I appreciate. I've always appreciate. As champion, you should be. If because yeah. for me. If you're the heavyweight champion for any promotion, you're the face of that company right now. You're representing that company, and you need to, you know, set the standard, set the tone for everybody else that's under you that's trying to get to your level. So, like you said, as soon as he won the belt, not even a minute or two later, he had to defend it against the Big Show. Um, He's had a really good feud, in my opinion, with uh, Randy Orton. even though I got some stuff on that that I heard that um, it's a rumor, but I'm reserving it to when we do the uh, pay-per-view uh, picks. But um, he's there. He's showing his face. He's done it more times than I think Brock Lesnar has in the two years that he's been, you know, at, with WWE. The first two years or whatever. Um, I think, honestly, what's hurting him right now is COVID. What's hurting him is no yeah. fans. Because um, <clears throat> if you remember, when fans were in the building, he was getting a big pop a lot of times. Look what happened at the Royal Rumble. He had a hey. huge pop when he won. Because everybody huge. thought it was huge, huge. Because everybody thought that 
you know, it was a good chance that uh, the um, Brock Lesnar was going to win. But um, yeah. when he won, the crowd went nuts, and he's been getting that big pop ever since. Uh, like I said, as soon as COVID happened, it, it just went away. It wouldn't, and it's hard yeah. to, because there were no fans there, would he still get that same pop while uh, he was champion? I, absolutely. Yeah? I think, okay. I think like I, what you said is correct. I think COVID affected his championship reign yeah. immensely. Mm-hmm. I think, now by definition, is he a true champion? Absolutely. He's so. defended it uh, against five different adversaries, mm-hmm. five different opponents that are big in name yeah. you know and he and he went over on every one of them is his title reign and his promos growing stale i would say yes and that's because yeah. a big part of it is there's no fans no, there's no. no reactions so well, he he's a guy that feeds off of that well, the, you know the funny thing is because uh i even put him in the book because of his promos with the dragon yeah, breath, dragon breath <laughs> okay randy you know because he did kept doing that but what what for me what's funny is that when I think he was doing that, even when there was crowds there, we just never heard it. So with yeah, the, without the true. crowd, <laughs> we heard every little nook and cranny that he was talking. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, do I say he's a true champion? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, is his reign growing a little stale? Yeah, little and that's bit. why it's probably coming to an end <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty, I'm pretty sure um, about that. We polled our audience, and 90% of the people say yes. Drew McIntyre is wow. a true champion. 10% say no. Hmm. Um, so Interesting. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, there you go. If you have uh, hot tag news that you want us to go over, just drop us a line on our Facebook page, and we'll gladly talk about it, give our thoughts and opinions. We might make fun of it, but that's just, that's just how it goes. So uh, with that being said, you know what? Let's get H.C. Loke on the line right now. But let's take a pause. <laughs> we'll do it during the pause. And then when we come back, <laughs> we got the extreme official HC Loke coming up. Hi, uh, I'm WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen. And uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are about to get extreme. We are about to meet the extreme referee. H.C. Loke is in the building. It's about to get hardcore in here. The former ECW man, ROH, NWA, Capital Wrestling, WWF. He's been around the world, and now he is here with us live on Wrestling POV Podcast. Welcome, Mr. H.C. Loke. Hey, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having I'm me. Doing, doing well now that you're here, man. Um, <laughs> this is awesome, man. This is huge to have you here. Really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you. No, all right. Thank you for having me. Now, now, the, now the, a little bit of a backstory that I have with H.C. Uh, Loke is that uh, we've known each other about the same time as we've known uh, Kenny Casanova, who was a yeah. regular on the show. And uh, <laughs> actually, H.C. Loke was one of my first trainers. Uh, when I got into the business here in the States. And uh, I tell you, just to see, you know, it's with some people, you know, they get jealous when somebody else succeeds. You know, I'm always the type that if you succeed, I'm, I'm going to cheer you as far as I can cheer you and, and always wish you well. And H.C. Lowe, you've done it just about all. Um, let's go back from when you first started. Um, 
It was with the USWF, right? USWF. That's uh, that's where I broke in. Yeah, yeah. Bob right close Bailey. To me. Bob Bailey. Yeah. yeah. I owe that man a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but throughout the years, you have progressed and kept progressing. I've done a few road trips with you at the times too, and just to see you get into these matches now. Tell us the beginning story. What made you get into this? What made, I mean, you just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing, dude. So just tell us from the very beginning, because not a lot of people know your uh, very start in the business. Yeah, man, it was, you know, I, I always wanted to do it. But there was just, it wasn't even a consideration, you know, because there's nobody my height on, on, at least on American TV in those days at all. And uh, I, I was, I've always been a musician too, and I was going to, you know, whatever, going to be a wrestler, a drummer, and that's what I wanted to be. And uh, I was lucky enough to do both. But um, uh, at any rate, uh, getting out of high school and playing drums, working, doing everything for a couple of years. And I had uh, somewhere in there, I had come across uh, the ad for Al Snow's school out in Lyme, Ohio. That's the only school I'd ever heard of. Maybe I'd heard of the Monster Factory, but I, I, I'd come up with in one of the after mags, uh, uh, like a contact phone number or something for this yeah got the nerve to call them they sent me some information i'm like all right never lived away from home ever you know i gotta move there chickened out and uh just you know and i almost kind of figure stuff like that i don't know about you but i kind of believe in fate and there's something out there that kind of points us in the right direction sometimes you know what i mean whatever you want to believe that is yeah. you know but i uh i uh Remember, this is just crazy, but I remember being home on a Saturday. I'm a kid, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, there's a – you remember the old movie Body Slam, Roddy Piper's in it and all that stuff like yeah. that? And that yes, happens, yes. That's awesome. And I'm like, God, I love it so much. God, I wish I could do this. And then, like, later that same day, an episode of the old show Night Court was on TV, right? <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't think I've ever pulled it. And uh, the, the big guy, Bull, the character on there, he was a pro wrestler on that show. I'm like – I remember thinking, as dumb as it sounds, and I'm like, there was something else, too, went on that weekend that just totally unrelated but had something to do with I saw pro wrestling, but not just a pro wrestling show, but something else in, in popular culture. I'm like, I'm getting steered in the right direction. I don't know what's going on. The next, the next night where the nightly news on was on, whatever that was, a, set, a Saturday or Sunday, the nightly news came on, and there was an ad with, on my local news, Bob Bailey, Cruncher's Gym, come on down and be a pro wrestler. And, uh, you know, that was only 30 minutes from my house. So, uh, wow. I uh, went down there. I, uh, waited for about 45 minutes in the parking lot before I went in. Cause I was scared to go in and I was sure that they'd say, no, you're too small. You know, you can't, you're not tall enough. But like, like I said, I, maybe I told you this earlier, but I, uh, as part of it, but I, I yeah, I think I did. Ray Mysterio wasn't even on TV, you know, not in the States. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and he, and I'm taller than him, but, I'm like, there's a, there's nobody my height out there that I can think of. It's, they're not going to let me do it. And that's what my family was telling me and all that stuff. He didn't care. He just wanted somebody to pay the 1500 bucks and, and go to school. <laughs> that's wrestling. Yeah. You know, that's wrestling. So, um, of course, they let me in, and that was just things just kind of snowballed. And somehow, after not doing much athletically in high school, I mean, I was on the basketball team, played baseball a little bit, but didn't excel by any means. Mm -hmm. It was the most natural thing I'd ever done. It was, they taught me how to tie up and they danced me around a little bit, pushed me back in the corner, pulled me back out. And I just went with them because I didn't know better. A lot of guys, when you teach them when they first start and it's a big habit to break, they're kind of, 
they're too rough. They're too yeah. solid right. on there and hard to move them where you want to go. Jesus, I work with guys that call themselves pros now that you still can't move them around, you know, uh, once in a while. But I just I didn't know any better and probably was scared. So I'm just I'm just gonna go go where this guy takes me. And um and that's how it started, man. And it was uh it was uh a, actually a great place to start. T C Reynolds was my first trainer and uh um and he was a great psychologist, really taught me leaned on the storytelling part of it, what to do when, not to, which is what I stress now, what to do, why we do it, not how much we do, right? That's another conversation. But um, that's how it started, man. Cruncher's Gym, Elmira, New York, 1990. First match was 1995, January, so it must be like late 94, somewhere in there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, now, you were – when you got into ECW, you got in there towards the end of ECW, like the last couple of years. Um, what was it for you when you first got there to when it ended? Like, was there a big drastic change? What, what was the experience like in ECW? We could talk forever about experiences in ECW, but specifically to that question, I, that was, I saw the whole, I was there just as they got the national TV, right? Just as TNN yeah. came and um, when I start there, we're doing four shots a week, and I, I, it was awesome. And the first TNN, TNN, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TNN. Yep. Uh, um, I can't remember where that was. It was in Detroit or something, but they didn't air it. So, something happened where they didn't air it. But I'm walking into an ECW show where I'd been to the house shows, and I'd been to the arena, scared to death, all those things. And here, this is a, this is an actual hockey arena with the lighting rig around the top and. And the uh, network's uh, entranceway that they provided or made Paul buy or however that worked with their logo on it. I'm like, oh, this is huge. You know, <laughs> it was a huge to me anyway. I didn't know the difference. I Obviously, I knew that WCW and WWF were big time and, you know, more money involved. But it was the big three we talked about in those days, right? This was, yeah. And this was one of the big three. And then I watched that all go away, of course, the TNN thing. And um, – I was there for that whole decline. And by the time it was towards the end, you know, Paul wasn't even coming to TVs a lot. It was all just wow. Tommy Dreamer and those two talking on the phone. And, and while I had some really great and interesting and funny sometimes stories with Paul Heyman, <laughs> uh, we, always, guys, we always said, unless you're like the top two or three guys, your boss was Tommy Dreamer there. So. So uh, I'm a Tommy Dreamer guy, if you will, not a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So who contacted you though to uh, to do this whole extreme official thing? Well, it's funny how that came about. Um, as uh, I didn't start off that way, you know, and yeah. you'd be surprised how many people uh, asked me in interviews, "What was it like going from being a referee to a wrestler?" And that was just a gimmick. It yeah. was a, that, that, that was a gimmick. I, uh, but anyway. Um, I got into ECW. Well, I started just showing up because Tony DeVito, who was my future tag team partner, mm-hmm. and his partner there, Angel, uh, they were my friends from, from the Indies. Yeah. And they kind of sparked me up to, like, if you just come help with the ring, they'll let you work out. So I did that for a few weeks, a couple weeks, and then I got to do the first Dory Funk camp that he did at, when he called it the Funk Conservatory. Mm-hmm. And um, was there with our friend, Dave John, You know him, Tony. Yep. And uh, – and uh, Amy Dumas, Lita, Lita was there, and mm-hmm. we became super close there. We were, we were all best friends down there, and Amy had been working for ECW. Got to the end of the week, and Dory 
I asked him for some advice, asked him, you know, am I on the right track? What do you think? And um, I'll never forget. And at the time I was like, holy cow, this is it. I've made it. He said, you're a great carpenter. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. Mm-hmm. It meant you can build a match in the yeah. ring. And uh, he says, I think you can draw money for any company in the world. I think ECW is your best bet, and I'd like to help. He called Tommy Dreamer. So my me just sticking my nose in and maybe getting to work out a couple times and help with the ring turned into the next week. Look, pick a guy. You're going to have a match before doors open, and everybody's going to watch. That was <laughs> nerve-wracking, right? And that turned into, um, as it, you know, they're not going to like say, okay, now you're going to be world champion this weekend. You're going to be on TV tonight. They're going to say, you're welcome here. You know, I, uh, you, you can come to all the shows, keep doing just what you're doing. If we can use you, we'll use you. So I did. I came to every single show. No pay at first, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and uh, this, this was volunteering. This is showing you one. I did that for two months. This is when we were doing four shots a week. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I'd get some matches here or there get a little spot, just sticking my nose in and um, uh, whatever they let me do. But, uh, you know, I was the sweep it up asshole, if you remember that, those um, mm-hmm. chants that people would do, setting up the ring, tearing down the ring, all those things. And uh, one night um, after a show, I uh, called home and my wife at the time had told me she was pregnant on that phone call. I said, oh, I either got to get a job or I got to go. <laughs> That's all there is to it, right, at this yeah. point. Yeah. So I told the guys I was rooming with, I, the, the ring crew let me stay with them. The ring crew got a free room, only the people that did in ECW, maybe some of the top guys, but whatever. Um, and they told whoever they told that the next day, we get to the building, Wilkes-Barre, PA, I'll never forget it. Bill Alfonso comes up to me and says, go find Chris Chetty, Danny Doring, Roadkill, Bill Wiles, Angel DeVito, and I think there was a couple other people. Go, go tell them all I want to see them. So I did. I found them all. Uh, I walked over and uh, uh, Fonzie says, look, sit down. Uh, I says, okay. He says, this meeting is about you. He pointed to me. And I'm scared. <laughs> and he says, uh, he says um, you show up here every week. You bust your ass. Your work in the ring is solid. You, are, you do anything you can to show you want it, anything you can for, for the company. And I want you to know that everybody in this circle over the last few weeks has come to me and asked me to help get you hired. And starting next week, you're on the payroll, you're with us full time. I'm like, holy shit, that's like story yeah. stuff, right? So, yeah. so that was awesome. So I'd be working, doing that, uh, working house shows, doing all those things, and uh, I started to have some decent matches on house shows, getting really some good compliments from Tommy and that stuff. And it came to the next TV, and uh, a little backstory on ECW, if you set up the ring, that's a payday. If you have a match that's a double payday so you and you know tommy was all tommy's one of the boys he wanted to help you know he saw i was doing good uh and uh it got to tv and whoever i was standing i remember the hallway i don't remember who i was standing with he said you're working with so-and-so tonight i said okay yes sir he turned to walk he turned around again and pointed at me he goes you he stopped the thought for a minute because he wanted me to do something he goes you want a ref i can get you paid i said sure and he says he says i know you don't want to be a ref you want to be a wrestler but you know that's a, but you know, it'll get you a payday. I said, cool. So I would did, uh, that happened okay. And then it was only a couple weeks later, if you guys ever saw that angle with Carino, we did out in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing the run up to his match with Dusty. And uh, I got, he was running down the town and I got in his face and said, I'm from Milwaukee and said whatever I said. And I did a good job on the promo, I guess. And he hit me with the cowbells, hard weighed me. Um, 
it was like 25 staples, but over the course over the course of like the next few weeks on television, Joey Styles would call it 50 staples, 75 staples. It kept going up and up and up. That was a big grid. But um, but uh, so I go to the hospital that night. I have to take a cab back. Blah blah blah. Still got the bloody rap shirt on. My friends on ring crew were kind enough to leave the ring up so I could help tear it down. Pay your dues, kid. Right. <laughs> so blood all over me and. I walk, I walk by, Paul Heyman's sitting down, and he goes, Loke, Loke, you got it, brother. I've had to tell a lot of people they don't have it, and you got it. I'm like, I'm on the right track now. But now I've done it on TV, so I can't just walk out next week and be a wrestler. So mm-hmm. I did a bunch of that stuff where I wrestled Carino a little bit, and, of course, I helped Dusty beat him on pay-per-view. A couple weeks later, Dusty came back to TV and helped me beat Steve, or however that worked out, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, – but um, but uh, that's how that all went. It uh, it um, I, we do this stuff on the house shows all the time. Maybe you saw it, Tony. I don't know. Like, we might have done it up yeah. there, where some heel would come out and challenge me, or get in my face, run down the town, get in my face. I'm the fire fire up baby face. Mm-hmm. This is a ref who's a wrestler, so, and I hit him. We have a little match. I give a finish count three myself and ring the bell. <laughs> And uh, that was a lot of fun. But I still get yeah. that all the time. How, what was it like starting as a rap? I never rapped <laughs> in my life before that first time I did <laughs> no, you know. Well, you know, we had uh, uh, ref legend Dangerous Danny Davis on our show before. And I guess it's safe to say that you would kick his ass if there was ever a referee versus referee match. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're both getting pretty old. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that, you know, I've got a lot of miles on me and a whole lot of experience and a whole, whole, whole yeah. lot of matches, but I think he's yeah. got me beat on those numbers games. So he probably knows <laughs> some tricks I still don't. <laughs> well, I, re- I remember um, back in the day when uh, – and and we have a sister show called uh, Wrestling POV Global, and a couple guys from Canada, uh, they've been tearing it up over there, and uh, we've been doing this show called uh, Quarantine, Wrestling POV Quarantine, Obviously, with mm-hmm. the pandemic and everything, so we go uh, do a video. We shoot a video live, and uh, they they kind of laugh because, you know, I tell them stories about how I was part of the uh, group called the Canadian Nightmares, and uh, with myself, Johnny Kane, and and uh, Shotgun, and back in the day, it was during uh, New Breed Wrestling, and uh, we we had one of the our biggest feuds was with uh, you, Danger, and. Uh, Christ, who was you with at the time? You was with somebody else, too. It was, yeah. Who? The what? I don't know. I remember me in danger, but I don't remember. There was somebody else with you. It might have been Thorn or Chip. Was it Chip? Maybe. Was it Chip? No, Chip was on our side, I think. He joined our side. Mm -hmm. Or in the beginning, he joined you guys. And then he turned or something like that. So they always crack up because uh, Kenny Casanova – Again, uh, blessed me with the name uh, the Mexican Canadian, which was I was neither. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was just you know during that time you know in the Indies, it was just so much fun doing that with you guys. And I always tell those stories of the road stories and you know the big feud that we did have in New Breed Wrestling. Um, the, now you're almost towards. I don't want to say towards the end of your career. One of my one of my greatest moments I have to say was with Rick. Actually, we had a show with the late Brian Christopher, and um, he invited us to go in t- to Tennessee 
to do a yeah. show with him. So Rick took a bus to upstate New York, and then we drove in my, my wife's car all the way to Tennessee <laughs> that weekend, my birthday. <laughs> and wow. We did the show with Brian Christopher, yeah. So that was one of my last match. Like, I want to have one more match. I think I got one more match in me. I live in Las Cruces, New Mexico now, so wrestling is real big out here. So I'm thinking about mm-hmm. doing one more. I'm not sure yet. I might have to fly Rick out to manage me because he manages. Uh, oh, in the nice. Yeah. So you're going, you're heading there too. You mentioned that you get old. Uh, yeah. We're not young as we used to be. Um, what is, what is your end game? Like, what is it that you want to do to, to say, you know what, this is, this, this is the way I wanted to go out and wrestle. Uh, I think that, you know, I think about that sometimes, you know. Last year I had the two biggest injuries in my career, and I think it had honestly less to do with my age and that I've taken so much up in bodybuilding that I'm not as flexible as I was, you know, all that goes, you know. It's, yeah. You know, who said it? I just heard him say it the other day, you know. My, oh, Dreamer, uh, muscles rip and tear, but fat will, will you know, so fat will uh, <laughs> give you a little bit of give, but, yeah. but at any rate, um, I, uh, um, I think about that often. I definitely want, if not another run, at least a shot in a, I want to do something in a big company again. I got, I'm in a good spot right now where I get a lot of attention, you know, I, yeah. it depends. So there's some places I go where it's like, Oh my God, you're a legend. Thank you for being here. And I'm like, thank you so much. I don't consider myself that at all. But Terry Funk's a legend. H.C. Loke's not, right? But it's awesome that people say that. And, you know, other places, I don't know, maybe they could care less. But mm-hmm. there's talks, you know, and when I say talks, very preliminary of, you know, could there be something with the NWA when they keep going? In fact, I heard something about that today that I should completely shut up about. But, uh, but you know, there's something like that. But I, mean, I do a lot of agent, agenting and coaching, you know, whatever we're yeah. calling it these days, coaching a lot, you know. And, and I'd like to get a gig at that. You know, for sure. I honestly, I, I think um, it's been suggested not by anybody with any power at all. Let me be clear on that. I'm not putting myself over, but it gets suggested a lot that maybe I do a guest coach run at the, at the PC or something like that. And I'd love to do that. I think that a place like AEW, um, while they have some amazing coaches there now, with the product I'm seeing, it looks like they could use a couple more. I feel yeah. like I could be used if I could uh, – if I could do that. And I want to have matches yeah. in all these places too, but I, but mm-hmm. that's, that, that's the, I, I want to be, I want to have a couple of good matches on a national platform and I want, I want that to somehow find its way into a backstage gig. And I keep, not this year, I keep, I had 73 matches last year, right? Oh, and wow. um, that's pretty good. And I had, uh, and a good hunk of those places I get, you know, I'm asked to help with the other guys' matches or help with the format of a show. You know, and um, and in some places, even uh, for Capital Wrestling, you mentioned earlier, the Catalyst Wrestling, they've rebranded as we do uh, for their television show. I'm on their weekly channel uh, every every week talking, you know, so I feel like there's a way for me to keep my nose in it forever. You know, right. and, uh, and that's 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 my plan. You know, it really is. So I, I don't know what my end game is. I know that I'm not going to be 100 percent satisfied. Although I've done a lot, I've done more than most. I've done more than ninety-eight percent of the guys that, that do this. I'm, and that is luck. I've worked my ass off for it, but you have to be, yeah, I, you know, you have to, you have to be lucky too. It's a lot of luck. Right. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to say, like you know, when Cody was doing those, uh, um, those open challenges to indie guys and stuff yeah. like that. 
if I, I did, started Twitter. I, little, I figured like I, that's custom made for me, right? <laughs> I, I, I bought his brother on Raw. I bought alongside his dad in Ring of Honor and in ECW. Yeah. You know, like give me a shot, kid. You know, and I kind of and I don't know him at all, but I kind of like something like that. Stick my nose in somewhere and let that be, um, and let and let that parlay itself some backstage would be great. Honestly, yeah. you I, know, I really. I was just going to say, you know, like, I think, like, NWA would be a real good fit for me, too, and when I get going. But. Yeah, and, and you've had experience almost everywhere. It's just, like, it's your resume is huge. Um, there is one guy that I would like to see you fight because – and I want to see you fight him now because he, he, he's a bit of a rival with us on our podcast. Uh, um, and I want, I want to know your feedback on this person personally. Um, and, what is, and that is on Taz. What is how is Taz in real life? Because for us, or for me, he's not that nice of a guy. And uh, let's say, how do I put this? He he he's not, it doesn't come off genuine in, in the the wrestling business to me. And I and I know you had your stint in ECW, um, and he was a huge name in ECW, so you would have run into him. So what is it like? What is he like behind the scenes? All business. The Taz I knew then, I, I, it wasn't my place to get very close to him. Our business, especially in those days, and and it, and it should be, is uh, there's a little bit of a pecking order to it. That doesn't mean be a dick to the young guys. Yeah, but you know what I mean, he's a top guy, and he coached the dojo, and he was world champion, and and he'd earned his stripes, you know. And I'm a little guy on ring crew, and it's he shook my hand every day, and I shook his, or you know, I go to him and shake his hands. That's just how we do it, you know. Mm -hmm. um very much all business he was the guy that he was before he left while he um he was in charge of the students of course and the students most of the time uh there's always some of his students on rank crew you know and i mean that's just how you do it that's how you break it yeah and if you get and if you're hired on as a new guy you get on the rank that that's what happened to me you know if you're if you're not already known and uh so uh things had to be perfect as far as that goes like a little story would be uh we were at that house show, wherever it was in Indiana, where um, he came back to take the belt off of Mike Awesome. If you remember mm -hmm. that story, you know? Yeah, yeah. WCW. Yeah. And uh, so um, I, we, the, the ring was already set up. The guardrails were nice. And, um, and uh, you know, we were kind of a little bit of a downtime there, um, as much as you ever get. And uh, I look out, and a couple of guys on ring crew, um, we're frantically tightening up the aprons even tighter, you know, and we tighten them up perfectly as best we could, but double checking them and getting going over to the corners of the guardrails and making sure that they are 90 degrees exactly square and doing all these things. Like, what are you doing? I, I thought we were done. <laughs> look, we got to, we just got to make sure it's perfect. I go, I go, look, what's well, not perfect, man? <laughs> man, what are, you, what, what are you worried about? He goes, so I just found out uh, who's coming in tonight. Goes, what are you talking about? Because I can't really tell you. And, uh, I go, what are you talking about? And he goes over to my ear and he goes, down, 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 which was kind of the same right there. I go, yeah. And I start fighting and everything like that. That's a Taz. I make this joke all the time. I wouldn't wear orange and black to the ring now. And that's, I don't know, is that fear? Is that respect? I don't know. But he, you did not, you did not wear orange if you were there. I can remember specifically, um, super crazy you know and he, and he wouldn't have known this he didn't mean anything by it him showing up to a loop in his gear 
happened to have orange on it. He had to wrestle with it on inside out then because that's the champ's colors and you don't do that. Wow. And uh, wow. Think and I think this is after Taz left too, but it's just like that's still he's Taz, you know. And uh, oh, yeah. and um, I got nothing bad to say about him. I know he's a real intense dude. And yeah, 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 yeah. I know people that, but um, but uh, I think he is a pro's pro. Honestly, he's a little. Yeah. And he was super, super intimidating. But if you didn't give him a reason to, you know, you know, whatever, you know, then I don't think you'd ever. He would never be. We hear about bullies in the business. He's not bad yeah. at all. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all business, and this is our this is our dressing room. This is our locker room. This is our business. We are at work right now. Handle ourselves like gentlemen at work. Yeah. And I'm all about that. You know, yeah. I dig that. Yeah. You know, so, right. and uh, and it, I came in right at that generation too, with Taz, and to a different degree, and a different level, Bubba. But you know, Taz being the head trainer, you know, um, mm -hmm. it'd be like, you know, I I don't want to say something just happened right there. I don't want to say um, uh, scared of them, but kind of, but not in a because. I don't want that to sound like because they were bullies or put you in your place. It's just no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Like those guys. They're the top guys and they run this shit and you're not going to be a young guy. And I don't allow it with my guys. I don't yeah. allow yeah. some dude with years in the business ass and off in the dressing room. No mm -hmm. goddamn way. You go change in the, in the men's locker or men's bathroom with the fans or something like that. Get out of here. You're going to be unprofessional, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, um, so yeah, I uh, he he uh, intimidating for sure, you know. But that's my that's okay. my grip. I say now, I still wouldn't wear orange to the ring. Twenty five years ago, I got a little. <laughs> but, so I guess my prison oh, wouldn't have worked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now I gotta ask you because I don't actually I don't even think I know uh, the answer to this question. But how did you come up with your name, HC Loke? So stupid, dude. It was always gonna be uh. It was always going to be uh, HC because I was, as I mentioned, I was always in a band, hard New York hardcore, New York metal, hardcore. you know, New York hardcore. So hardcore HC because there, there used to be that uh, that logo. They still do it, NYHC with the cross. That's the yeah. logo from New York. HC can, sounds like a first name. That's it. And the only thing I had in mind was that it was going to be um, be. Uh, it just sounded to me like it ought to be a one syllable thing. Mm -hmm. So I always had that in my head. So like if somebody wanted to chant my name, it would be HC Lowe, like they do RVD, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know? right. And um, I don't know what made me conscious of that at that time. I didn't think anybody would ever cheer my name, but I thought it would sound cool. So <laughs> it was very, very nearly HC Rock for Ted Petty, Rock and Rock. It was uh -huh. very, that was very close. And, but then I thought, and I didn't know anything at the time, you know, but I just thought, is that cheesy? Is that lame? At the time, I'd never even met Ted. You know what I mean? And yeah. is that lame just to take some dude's name? Am I setting myself? I know any guys do that all the time. Mm -hmm. But I thought maybe that's that's lame. I mean, and maybe even I don't know disrespectful. I mean it to pay tribute to him, but right. I don't I don't know if that was okay. And my buddies would joke about different names. My my non wrestling buddies, you know. And, of course, Tone Loke was a thing like that. Not that I'm a huge fan and everybody knew all that stuff, but <laughs> somebody made that joke one time. Well, you want one syllable? What well, H.C. Loke. And I don't even know how it came up, but it was with my friend Mike, who hates wrestling. It has nothing to do with it. And uh, <laughs> my first, my first ma match that I ever had was a Battle Royal. And I'm snapping at my dogs here, trying to eat shoes. Um, <laughs> well, it was the Battle Royal, and, but it happened to be in my hometown, in Elmira, where, where I met Bob Bailey. And uh, 
the local news came to interview me because, you know, nobody knows a pro wrestler in a small town, right? So, <laughs> hey, uh, so they did the whole thing and said, well, what's your wrestler name? And I go, H.C. Loke, like that, because I still wasn't quite sure. <laughs> that was, I'll tell you exactly, 1,526 matches ago. So, <laughs> and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Wow, so you had that name for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome though. That that's how it came to fruition. Right? Yeah. All right. So now I got a, a a final question for you. You've been doing this for a very long time. Now I've seen a couple of your posts, and I've seen you rant a few times too about the current product that is today. And a lot of people uh, nowadays they're quick, you know, because obviously even in the mid nineties when we had time then there wasn't no social media, there wasn't no Twitter, there wasn't no Facebook that you can post about your opinions about certain matches or whatever. I mean, now it's getting out of hand to where people, and and honestly it gets me upset a lot of times where I hear people uh, criticize a lot about the current product, WWE, AEW, New Japan, or uh, even ring of honor. Um, What do you, what are your honest, opinions about the current product now especially the war i don't want to say it's a war because nothing like how it was with wcw but with aew and wwe you know a lot of people are siding with aew but shit on wwe and then the wwe will shit you know fanboys i'm talking about they'll they'll shit on aew saying well these guys are copying wwe or jericho even you know mouthing off about stuff that wwe does or miro the whole thing, I mean, for me, it's like I want everyone to be successful. I just want every match to be, you know, have a good story behind it. But it's hard to, to, to like, explain to people, especially people that have never been in the business at all, and try to explain to them, well, this is the reason why they did so-and-so or X, Y, Z. So what do you think about the current product now? Are they in the right direction as far as AEW goes? Um, WWE, what do they need to be, uh, what do they need to improve? I mean, everything. What, what's your whole, fun, uh, your thoughts about the whole product in itself? Well, I'll try not to give you a three-hour answer on that one. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think that uh, the wrong SmackDown stuff, um, I, to be honest with you, I don't watch a ton of it because it's hard for me, especially without the people there in, yeah. in the building. It's, it's kind of cool with that, whatever they're calling it, the thing with the I'm video done. screens. That's kind of cool. But, um, but um, I feel like creative is – I mean, everybody says the same thing. Guys come up from NXT, and then they're totally different or buried or changed when they, mm-hmm. when they go through there. And I can see that a lot. I enjoy some of the wrestlers. I think Randy Orton's doing the best work of his life, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah, he, uh, for sure. But to me, he got stale for a little while just because, oh, you're on forever. What are you going to do, give the belt to Randy again? I remember thinking that. And I'm yeah. like, let's give the belt to Randy. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, as far as, like – uh, the quote-unquote war, um, it, it's uh, without a doubt. And, um, you know, it's going to piss some people off, but it is what it is. The NXT guys are simply better at this mm-hmm. than, than the AEW guys are. But, you know, there's some exceptions. But they're, they're highly trained professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are – and when you go in there, I, unless you're a tippy-top guy in NXT, and I think maybe – honestly, I think maybe even then. You guys might know for sure. You would still have to do the workouts and go through all those things, and you're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, adapt to whatever that WWE style is. And um, and 
they're just they're just finely tuned athletes. They're good at they're good at this. Yeah. AEW, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, although it's not necessarily my cup of tea. They do, they, they, um, okay, I do think it's kind of a bad thing. They take some guys that are, that here we are on national TV every week making a lot of money. And while they might have had a big buzz on YouTube, and that's, and that's not easy to do. I don't even know yeah. how to post a YouTube video, I don't think, you know, that's, <laughs> you know but, but um, that, that's not, that's not a no big deal type thing. It doesn't mean you're great at this. It doesn't mean that you've been in a position where your match is meant to do anything more than get a response out of the, that crowd that night, as opposed to how am I going to make somebody buy a ticket next week? How am I going to make them come back next week? You know, mm-hmm. um, the styles uh, of a lot of the, uh, the guys today, and I'm going to say specifically AEW, um, not all of them by any means, but – they wrestle their matches. The baby faces aren't baby faces, and the heels aren't heels. That's all there is to it. Right. When, the ba- when the heel jump starts a match, beats the shit out of the baby face, baby face spills out, the heel dives on him, then gets up and does this so the crowd will applaud. You're not working like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's not. I don't, give a, I don't care if you made a mean face during your promo. You're not a bad guy. Hear the squeak toy in the back? That's my big, tough dog. It's about that. <laughs> um, uh, and the problem with that is to me, uh, and I say this all the time to my students, is uh, they wrestle a lot like, and the guys on on indies do sometimes. They call it the indie ripping style, right? Mm. Where they don't wrestle like they care, say so win the match, yeah. and that's the key. To all this shit for a long term thing. You can have a five star match in whoever's opinion, but as as a as a as for business, for longevity, for selling tickets, which I know isn't a thing right now, but it's going to be someday. Um, to whatever degree, it's about who's going to win this match. And am I wrestling like I want want to win this match? No, they wrestle like I hope you enjoyed my performance. And I don't like that shit. You know, I don't. I mean, that's awesome what you just did. But if you literally just took a move to the outside, got up ten seconds later, and no one you didn't even go for a cover, but that same move, if the goddamn Undertaker took it, he'd be stretchered out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's different. You know, yeah. it's um. And yes, it's a different channel, it's a different style. The, the, what do they say? Uh, we're changing the business. Okay, let's let's uh, let's change it for the better. Okay, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those ma- those matches. I'm not just shitting on AEW, but yeah. some of those super indie type type matches, um, mm-hmm. as cool as they are, and I cannot do all that shit. I, before anybody watches this and, and says, "Yeah, Logan said that," <laughs> I can't do moves like that. You're fucking right. I can't do moves like that. You know, and. Uh, but if I did, I might, but I might do two of them or one of them in a match and try sure. to get the most miles I can out of it. Um, yeah. Those matches, like if, if you see some of those tag team matches, I'm trying not to shit on, on anybody specifically, but we will. Take Young Bucks versus, say, like Lucha Brothers, okay? Fantastic mm-hmm. shit. I can never even think of all that stuff. Yeah. But if you watch it, those car crash matches, some of them, where they bury, bury their announcers and their referee all the time. Mm-hmm. Somebody will tag in. JR or Tony Schiavone will say, unique uh, rule here in AEW, they got 10 seconds in the ring. Mm-hmm. 28, 29, 30, 30, you know, go on like that. And the referees look stupid. The announcer Hands looks tied, stupid. yep. Mm-hmm. And they and uh, they, they buried them. when they do this whole match, and I, I, I liken it to a fireworks show, okay? If you go see the fireworks on 4th of July once a year, you probably really look forward to that. Your kids do. And mm-hmm. you think that's awesome. God, that's awesome. 
But if every Wednesday night you had fireworks, you'd be you'd think that's cool a couple times, but then it becomes very missable because you can just go watch the fireworks next time. There's no yep. doubt that if you see the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, that they're going to do some awesome shit, and I want to yep. see it. But I don't need to see that match, or not that they just do that match, but that style of match. Every it becomes very very missable because right. it's it's like the fireworks. It's mm-hmm. awesome, but I've seen that. And I got something else to do this week, so I don't got to see that. So, so you know, maybe I won't watch this week. As opposed to if they say, you know, last week when we were in this ring, you broke my leg, you damn near broke my leg, almost ended my career, God damn it. And that title you got, that's what I need because I need to feed my family with that title. And this Saturday night, it's my goddamn chance or whatever thing you want to do like yeah. that. You know, we have that story leading up to it of why do we want to fight? Why? Is it worth it to me to risk my life to almost end years to do this big flip risky goddamn thing to make to hopefully go for a cover and win, you know, with that story behind it? Well, goddamn, I can't miss that because that's only going to happen once. That's going to happen this Saturday night at my local armory, and I have got to be there because if I miss that, I'm never going to see that again. If yeah. it's the fireworks, I'll go next week. I got something else to do. If the fireworks are week. Does that make sense? That's, yeah. that's kind of no, no, absolutely. No, no that, that's absolutely perfect in how AEW has been working. I've been saying it for a while that AEW needs to slow it down a little bit and focus and build their wrestlers for who they are, and uh, they can definitely succeed. Uh, I always compare it to TNA in 2006. I felt like TNA was in its own, and everybody really appreciated it because it was so unique. And I think AEW is spending a lot of time taking shots at WWE, and that's what its downfall is. It's not, like you said, NXT guys are training. They're building themselves up every single day. And I feel like AEW guys need to do the same. So um, that's something uh, definitely to keep an eye on. And I definitely appreciate your insight on this. Yeah. Well, the, the story, the old saying is, he puts meat in the seats. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it, there's just because you have a great one-off match, is it really a great off, one-off match or is it a great, great spectacle? And maybe it doesn't matter because that's all on the eye of the beholder. But when you're talking about the longevity of that, you know, if there's no heat behind it, if there's no, holy shit, who's going to win this match or who's going to win this feud or what's going to happen leading up to this pay-per-view because i got to see it, then the bottom's got the bottom's to pop off on that Sunday. It has to, you know, as far as because it becomes missable. I mean, there's no other way I can put it. Yeah, It's a cool-ass spectacle, but I don't got to see it if you're not giving me a reason to see it. Because somebody else will tell me about it, or I'll just watch it the next time you guys do do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Three little dogs in this ring with me, and everyone well, two houses away, and then here, every time I do a podcast. <laughs> well, before before your dogs bite your legs off, I want to thank you so much, HC Loke, for being on our show. It's been great. Um, okay. Is there anything you got coming up that you want to share with our listeners and let them? Yeah, know how could people get a hold of you? you? Yeah. Oh, you can get a hold of me at, on uh, on Twitter at, and Instagram at, at HC Loke One. Facebook is my shoot name, Matt Knowles. Uh, please hit me up. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me where you want to see me. It's uh, bookings are starting to come back, you know, as far as stuff like that goes. There's a few things going on. A lot of it is taping for people's internet shows, so they're not even having fans. But um, but we'll get back to that real soon. And, I, and nothing I love better than going to a town I haven't been to in a while and seeing some new, meeting some new people and hopefully uh, making them glad that they bought a ticket that night. So 
I hope to see everybody soon. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, H.C. Loke, the extreme <laughs> official, is here with us. And thank you so much, H.C., for being part of the show. We will be back after these messages. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, this is Kevin Owens. Uh, make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. Take it easy, guys. Maybe I'll end up on your show one day. Who knows? But if I do, I'll probably end up taking the whole thing over, and then it won't really be your show anymore. So maybe it's not a good idea. Who knows? We'll see how that works out. Wow. I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> Was not disappointed at all. Um, AC Loke, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was great talking to him. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of political answer on the Taz thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I understand yeah, why. Yeah. I mean... But it is true. I mean, he was the head of the locker room. You know, he did his thing uh, back in the day. I, I don't agree with not being able to wear orange. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I, I texted you when uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, our sponsor, yes. um, he was upset because they had an orange and black yeah. shirt. It's just like, bro, you don't own you, you, you orange. You don't own the color orange and black. <laughs> but I do have to say, after this interview... I now we gotta get Danny Davis yes. on the line. Yes. And we gotta hook that I, up. I think like, between him and Danny Davis uh, on the same <laughs> episode would be a good quarantine show. Number one. Uh, yeah. Number two. I also know another buddy of mine. His name is. Uh, <laughs> he goes by the name of Hot Bod Todd Taylor, and uh, he was a, a ref in the Indies and did some refing in WWE as well. And he's got okay. a lot of stories. And, and actually, he it's funny because you know how uh, AC Loke was talking about how he didn't come in as a ref like everybody thinks that yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. He was actually a worker first, a wrestler first. And then you know the opportunity came, as you guys heard in the interview. Um, this the, uh, Hot Bod Todd, he became, he was a ref first. And then did yeah. some, you know, wrestling on his own singles. Right, he wrestled under a mask, and uh, at, at the same era when I was with the group Canadian Nightmares and with the big feud with HC Loke and uh, Danger and a couple other guys, and uh, he he wrestled and then he would ref all in the same night, which I thought was pretty cool. Wow! So it would be funny, and he's got like I said, he's got a lot of stories to tell. So I think having all three of them on. As a quarantine episode, we can do about refs or something like that. That yeah, would be interesting. For sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, the connection in all those things is Mr. Kenny Casanova. True. I mean, he wrote the book for Dangerous Danny That's Davis, true. which you can get at WOHW.com. See, I'm plugging your shit, uh, Kenny. <laughs> can we get a share, please? Kenny? WOHW.com. <laughs> he wrote the book for Tito Santana, Dangerous Danny Davis, Sabu. Uh, I said Tito Santana, Kamala, <laughs> Vader. He got covering books, comic books, mm-hmm. cookbooks. He's got it all. And he's a DJ. So WOHW.com. And he's a DJ. And he does he does a lot of stuff. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. So fucking Kenny, share our shit. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Your biggest hater I know. Also. Uh, speaking of Pro Wrestling Tees, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Pick up a shirt today. Miguel Cole has a fucking shirt. I don't even have a shirt. Uh, <laughs> WrestlingPOV Global has a shirt. And we have our WrestlingPOV podcast shirts available as well. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on these great opportunities. $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Uh, make sure you buy a shirt. It helps us out uh, get 
guests like H.C. Loke and helps us get uh, commentary and, and uh, other influencers uh, to be part of our show and uh, speak about their history in wrestling. It also helps us run these shows because to run these shows, we need money. And uh, yeah. it helps us out. And I'm not begging. I mean, unless, you, <laughs> unless you're going to give me money to beg, then I'll please. <laughs> Uh, true. But yeah, um, AC Loke, uh, uh, I was a little intimidated. Why? Just a little bit. Why? He's a, he's a big guy. <laughs> he, he looks solid. He looks like the guy you don't want to run into in an alley. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a great interview. And also, we will have the video available shortly yes. of our interview. Yep. Um, Monday so or Tuesday. Be on the, we'll have it yeah, out. be on the lookout for that. It's going to be, uh, like we said, it's, it's a great interview. You guys just heard it. Um, and uh, looking forward to I, I really want Dangerous Danny Davis and AC yeah. Loke to lock up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just get just get the, the extreme official versus what was Dangerous Danny Davis um, what was his just Dangerous, dangerous Danny Davis <laughs> Yeah. No, I thought he had a, like a referee nickname. No. Um, the no, the first bad official, bad referee, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Heel official, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, or uh, you know how you can find out? Read the fucking book at wohw.com. <laughs> um, with that being said, it is time for this week in wrestling. Tony, let's get raw. Yeah, let's go into raw notes. Uh, just my high points. Um, now a lot of mixed reviews <laughs> on this one because Re- uh, Retribution finally came out with a different look. Uh, a lot of Bane <laughs> references. Um, a lot of people didn't like the hockey mask. Um, CM Punk actually tweeted that uh, he said there was extra paper plates and catering, um, but uh, but they did respond Mad back. Max. Yeah, Mad Max. But yeah. uh, they did respond back. Yeah, one of them was that they said that uh, oh Vince finally saw Mad Max and uh, uh, they, they got a new name uh, Mace T Bar uh, Slapjack and uh, of course I think the funniest thing uh, the King said in a long time was that he said. T-Bar, that means that boy ain't right. Uh, hilarious. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I like it. It's different wow. compared to what they first started with to what yes, it is sure. now. Let me tell you something. Dio Madden looks menacing. Yes, he does. Very menacing. I mean, I'll give you almost that. predator type menacing. Yes. Um, and predator, I mean the movie, um, the creature. Um, <laughs> so the way everything is now, you gotta explain yourself. But um, he did. I think he had some color contacts, right? So different color. Yeah, contacts. and he had the makeup around. Yeah, eyes. so I, it's a different look for him. I didn't realize how big he is. Um, Dominic Dijakovic, going by T Bar now. I wish they changed the goddamn name though. That name is bad. That boy ain't right. But his look, I liked. Even though it is kind of banish looking, but you can see his mouth. He did. He yeah. shaved his head bald. He added some yeah. makeup. Um, I I dig it. I really do. All right, now get into the slapjack. The slapjack, though, I don't like. <laughs> the slapjack looked like he just really just went to the Dollar Tree during Halloween season and found that hockey mask. No, dude, change that up at least. My God. Um, but um, especially when the the costume is all black, yeah. like the gear is all yeah. black, and you have and this you white. Have white. Yeah, yeah, it kind of stands out a little bit. Um, 
But then you got Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. Okay. Um, so they're, they got their names. You ready for yeah, this? Yeah, I heard one of them. Uh, Mia Yim is Reckoning. Okay. And Mercedes Martinez is Retaliation. Re- really? Reckoning yeah. and Retaliation. Okay. All right. Um, not a big fan of it, but <laughs> I did hurt. Imagine I, calling that. I know, Imagine right? calling that oh match. Oh, God. That's ridiculous. Um, retaliation is retaliating. <laughs> Um, I did hear, I did hear there was another name too. I forgot what it was that they threw out there, but, um, I forgot what it was. If I remember, I'll say it, but, uh, now it was funny though, because, uh, this promo was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was was 2.5 good. That's how I thought it was. Okay. Because I like Dominic's voice in it. The way he was talking was like he went on a different level with it. And and I got to tip my hat off to him because not a lot of people can change it up like that and he did no he he did great he did i was with it i gave that a two because mia yim her mask does not fit it doesn't fit i was like oh if it's if it was only a little bit tighter um it would remind me of uh if you guys know mortal Kombat, um the the female ninjas that they had there i forgot what the name yeah um but anyway but it kind of reminded me of that but you're right yeah that's the one thing i noticed and she kept fidgeting with it when she was talking so yeah but it wasn't it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad but um uh my highest actually was the the last match it was the hurt business versus retribution um i thought it was a good match bringing these guys in a little bit early against the hurt business now the only thing that i don't like um match aside though this was a good match and i gave it a three but i don't like the fact that retribution is a heel stable so is Hurt Business. So it kind of like takes away the heel from the Hurt Business. And it was almost, so. And then one segment there after Retribution, and then the next segment, they hate everybody. So it was kind of like, all right, wait, what, what's going on? But uh, no, I gave it a three. I thought it was a good match. Um, my lowest uh, I gave was a .5, and that was Seth's uh, promo. I didn't like it. I didn't mm. like the whole thing of... They're still continuing on with this whole Ray Mysterio thing. They're involving their uh, daughter, Aaliyah. Um, rumor is that Aaliyah does not want to be an in-ring performer, but she does want to act in the WWE, if that makes sense. So it's probably more of a storyline. Who knows? Maybe she'll become a manager, I think, later on. I think that's where the route they're going to go with with her. Um, but they, I got in big caps, end it. It's stop. It's, you know, Seth should be almost out the door anyway. Um, but I think that's why they keep dragging this out because they don't want to start a new storyline with him because he is going to be taking yeah. some time off pretty soon um, for his child with the man. Oh, that didn't make sense at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, they just, they do. They need to end it. Um, I got a lot of twos, two and a half. <clears throat> One uh, note was during the Zelina Vega versus Mickey James match. There was a few mistakes. Mickey was trying so hard to control this match. Um, Selena Vega, but it's nobody's fault because they use Selena Vega more as a manager than a wrestler. And Selena does like to wrestle more and manage less. So then all of a sudden they're bringing her in and it's like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. For me, it's, they should have given Zelina more matches before they threw her into the storyline because I have a feeling 
and think about it this way in Clash of Champions tomorrow night, she's in the pre show in the title yep. match. So, what does that tell you? Yep. So, it's, it's like I said, uh, Mickey James was controlling this match from the very beginning, which I tip my hat off to her to try to make this into something. Um, like I said, yeah, there was a bunch of other uh, twos that I gave, but I think the point five with Seth it really damaged Raw. But not too bad, but I, overall, I gave it a 1.81. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, Raw was absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, I gave Retribution, like I said, the opening segment, I gave it a 2. I just didn't like that Mia Yim kept fidgeting with her stuff, so yeah. I brought it down to a 2. Um, but I had a <laughs> lot of .5s, Tony. KO Show with Shane McMahon. That was all over the place. First of all... You had this girl, um, when when they were, I'm, I'm going all over the place, on Raw <laughs> Underground, you had the girl, that I don't she know her cute. name, trying to interview, trying she to, cute. like, interview Daba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden Shane's like, I got this. Yeah. Shane, back the fuck up, bro. <laughs> back the fuck if up. that's a new then, person that they hired for to in, the interview, Shane has. To do that. Number one, it shouldn't even go to Shane. She should have, it should have led with her. Interviewing Shane. Shane, you, oh my God, you got the blah, blah, blah. We got Daba over there. Go talk to him. All right. And then do that. Yeah. But Shane was like, you know what? No, I got it. No. Shane, step the fuck back. You only yeah. been back on TV uh, for like three weeks and I'm tired of you already. KO show. Shane McMahon. All over the place. Alistair Black. Fucking Braun Strowman. Daba the Jabba Yabba. Whatever the fuck Yabba his Dabba name Dabba is. Dude. What the fuck was he wearing? Look like he coming from the Stone Age. That shit does not what, make what's sense. What's his nationality? I have no clue, and I don't he has really a, care. He has a wicked accent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think he's putting that accent on. You think so? To be honest, I think so. I, I could have sworn I heard him the other, another time speaking, uh, Perfect English? speaking with an American accent. So, I don't know. Um, hmm. uh, Randy Orton's promo, point five. Orton, you don't need to talk so much. It was bad. I just, and, and I've been high up on Randy mm -hmm. lately. R-Truth at the beach, point five. Why are you shark. at the beach with the shark? It ate, he ate a ninja? It ate, it ate uh, Akira Tozawa. <laughs> Come on. Oliver on the ground, point five. Dolph defeating Rojas. Why is this go? It's too sloppy. It doesn't but, look But not only natural. that, it just doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. No. Like, uh, what's the end game of Raw Underground? Moss defeating Eric. I don't know where that goes. Fucking Braun destroys Yabba Dabba Doo? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yabba Dabba Doo. Why would you have him? Why? He lost so easily. Ridiculous. And they were hyping it up. Uh, you know, my highest point, and I got to give this, and, and you know what? I'll take whatever I said back about Nia Jax. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Lana and Natalya. I gave it a 2.5. I was entertained by it. I thought both both uh, Natalia, not Natalia, uh, Naya and Shayna did a good job at it, uh, breaking Lana through the table again. I'm looking forward to this match against uh, the, the Riot, Riot Squad. Squad. Let me ask you a question, Rick, because a lot of people, yeah. um, of course, already saying that uh, that the WWE is punishing Lana for what Rusev said. <laughs> I mean, do you agree with that? First of all. No, okay. I, I don't agree yeah, with no. that. I think People, it's People, let me, just, let me uh... explain something to you. Lana came in as a manager. After a while, she wanted it to be uh, a wrestler. So, yeah, she did. But 
in wrestling, there's a thing called paying your dues. Um, if she was a manager that, and they took her into uh, WWE and then she wants to change, okay, that's fine. Okay, this is what you're going to do. This, this is where you're going to train and this and that. Do a lot of time in the performance center and this and this. So the thing of it is that like, they already like Lana as it is. Um, but they're also going to make sure that she understands that she still needs to pay her dues as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, putting her through the table, honestly, that's one of the ways that she's paying her dues. I'm going to tell y'all that yeah. right now. And, and let's not forget, she's with Natalia yeah. now. Natalia's taking her under exactly. her wing. They're going to try to make her exactly. as official as possible. Exactly. That's why they teamed them up. Because if you yeah. notice, they're not going to team uh, Lana up with Shayna Baszler or even Nia Jax or, <laughs> or even uh, who else is out there? Um, Liv Morgan or Ruby. You know, yeah. they're not going to put them with that, with her. Because uh, if you notice, or, or uh, uh, Bianca Belair, they're not going to put her with her either. They put her with Natalia for a reason. So just remember yeah. that. And if she's taking more of the licks, that's because she's got to pay her dues. Paying your dues yeah. is performing in the ring more so than a veteran would in a tag situation. Yeah. So and, stop and, with the bullshit of, oh, they're, they're making her pay already. Shut the fuck up. And I'm glad you brought up Bianca Belair because are they resetting her now? I, it looks like are it. We, like, what the fuck it is that? It looks like it. You don't like that vignette they did with her? Oh, hell no. That's <laughs> terrible. You take some jabroni off the street and you tell, like, come on. I heard she is strong. Uh, I, heard, I believe I heard it. That. She is, like, really strong. I believe it. And she's ripped. And it's funny because uh, they have this uh, at the Performance Center before the whole COVID hit. They had, a uh, like, a combine type thing. Uh-huh. And I think she won. I'm not sure. I, I would believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very athletic. The one big note I have is how dare you have Zelina defeat Mickey James? I'm sorry. Did it? Have Zelina defeat somebody else? Yeah, Zelina defeated Mickey James to become the number one contender. No, no, I know That's that. That's the way but she, got. she well, I thought she pinned her? Yeah. Oh. I thought that was like yeah. a DQ. Because there was like like a lot nah. of DQs that happened on Raw. No, yeah, there was a DQ. It was uh, Oscar defeating Peyton Royce because of uh Okay, Zelina. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And then the Hurt Business. Uh, won by eye poke. <laughs> Back with the eyes. Oh, I know. Jesus Christ. Stop with the eye obsession. Overall, Raw, I gave a 1.3. It uh-huh. was bad. Um, did not enjoy this one. Let's go on to NXT POV. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound right. <laughs> right? It doesn't, doesn't have, have that. that. Mama yeah. Mia. Yeah. The ring is not there. Um, no. Um. <laughs> You know, the highest point for NXT um, was a three. I gave it to Kyle O'Reilly really? winning the gauntlet. Where are they going with That's this? That's interesting, isn't it? You know, where are they going with this? I Listen, I gave it a three because of, wow, Kyle O'Reilly wins one week after we pick him for who's Sean. Like, right? people... Are, are you not listening to us? <laughs> We're the one. We are writing WWE. <laughs> if they haven't caught on by now, <laughs> you need to go back a ways anyway. <laughs> um, point five, Tony, you and me discussed this privately. <sighs> uh, yeah. Candice LeRae winning the Battle Royal. Point five, if I could give it a zero, I would. It is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It's despicable. It is terrible. I don't understand 
what they see. I don't understand what TJ Logan sees in Candace LeRae. He's talking, and now listen, in, in, in a superficial way, he said that Candace LeRae is hot. Mm-hmm. What do they drink up in Canada? Moose urine? Moose ale. What? <laughs> what? If this was a hot or not poll, that is not hot. Not. She's cute. The hair makes it Almost cute Alexa when she Bliss was blonde. Like, but you know what's when, funny? You know what's funny? Because they did a really big close-up on her, and that girl uh-huh. wears a ton of makeup. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. You can see it. First of all, she doesn't know how to moisturize. I think that's the biggest problem right there. giving her makeup tips. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my YouTube page and I'll help you out with your makeup He's tutorials. Got a makeup tutorial. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, no, but Candace LeRae and and then let's not forget uh, Kat and Zaro. Really, she's the next Kofi. This is what we're doing with this Ridiculous, bullshit. Ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. I hate it. And then one, and and they they got they're gonna have to start changing the rules on that because it's getting fucking ridiculous. Stop. Yeah, and and it, Tony, two thirds of the ring were unknowns. Who were those women in that ring? I don't have a clue who they yeah. were. But and, and, and th- let me tell you something, though. Um, Rachel Gonzalez, holy shit, does she stand out. I didn't yes. realize she is that big. Yes. Wow. Okay. And and That is all. God, it was bad. That battle Candace royal Lorraine was probably the was worst bad. battle royal I've ever seen. That battle royal belonged to Shotzi Blackheart. Yes, She earned that title opportunity. It did. They should have gave it to yep. her. They gave it to Candace fucking LeRae. Yeah. Another title opportunity for yep. her. And let's not forget, Johnny Gargano gets mm-hmm. another fucking title shot. Yeah. Bummer. For what What did he do to earn the title shot? I don't recall I, I don't him either. winning a match to earn a North American title shot yeah, against yeah. Damian Priest. Yeah. What scares me, Tony, is they're going to give the belts to both of them. Oh, Jesus Christ, I hope not. And you know what, Tony? We were talking about, all right, maybe we should have a poll about Johnny Gargano. No, I think we should have a poll about the Garganos. (laughs) Have they had enough title fucking shots? What what will make you feel good? And and I'm right. But but you know what's weird to me? But I but I I already know the answer, but it's it's I'm gonna ask this anyways. Is that number one, Vince is never has never been high on the short uh, statured men. He likes yes. them like over six feet tall, number one, or over six foot f- two, let's just say. Yeah. He likes them muscular, big, huge. Yeah. He's always said Hulk Hogan could never wrestle. He hates, he said Hulk Hogan does not know how to wrestle, but he has the look of a champion. And that's why they pushed him as, as much as they have. So, you know, I already know. I already, like I said, I already know the answer, people. I know Triple H is the one in control of that, but that's the reason why Johnny Gargano won't go to the main roster. It's because he knows yeah. he ain't going to get the push that he's getting in NXT. And Tony, what is Triple H drinking that he keeps giving the that's, same that's fucking exactly guy? What I was going to get at. What the fuck is Triple H thinking of? You know, between, the, between him, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, okay, I, re- I believe more of Tommaso Ciampa than I do of Johnny Gargano. I it's agree. It's believable with, with Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, and, and we've been saying this for weeks yes. now about Ciampa being... But still, enough it, is enough a, with the fucking dumb, guys. It's, it's like, stop. Uh, oh, my God. When I heard that, def- that he was getting this title shot against Damian Priest, who is... they have to, He has to be like three feet taller than Gargano. 
You really gonna tell me Gargano's gonna beat Damian Priest? Come on. This is Johnny fucking fucking Johnny wrestling. Get the fuck out of here with the Johnny wrestling. No. Ugh, you know what, Tony? We're gonna put this poll up, and I listen. I will come to fisticuffs <laughs> verbally with these fans if they tell me that yeah, they deserve the title no. shots. Fuck no. you. Fuck that shit. They do not deserve any fucking title shots. They don't. Enough is enough. I gave a three to Kyle O'Reilly because it was fucking different. It was fucking it, exactly. five guys in that match. Five guys in that match that probably would never get a fucking title no, shot. No. And, and all five guys were in there, and I was like, you know what? It will be fucking yeah, different if one of them yeah. win it. Now, you, you're going to be shocked uh, with my thoughts on that match. I will. But before I, get, <laughs> before I pass it on to you, Chopper defeating Atlas, I gave that a one. Because it's just like... So what, So Atlas is just going to be a fucking jobber yeah. now to Chopper? Like, Chopper's just a fucking psycho? Like, stop mm-hmm. it. I do have to say, Rich Holland, look out for him. Mm-hmm. I'm very high up on Rich Holland. As well as I am on Timothy Thatcher. Actually, Tony. Them too. Now that we mention it, Timothy Thatcher might be the rookie of the year. He's been doing mm. it for 20 years, but he just got into WWE. He might be the rookie okay. of the year, in my opinion. Okay. Um... Overall, I gave NXT this week a 1.7. Wow. What say you, sir? You know what? I gave a lot of threes for NXT. Wow. No, I lied. There's only two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my lowest point, I'll just get that out the way, is the Women's Battle Royal match. I was so disappointed, Rick. I mean, so disappointed. <laughs> because, like I said, there was only... Okay, not only Shotzi Blackheart should have won that, but I would have still been happy with Rachel Gonzalez. That, okay, fine. Yep. Um, even though it is, a, it would be too early for her, but it's still, it's somebody different. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley, I would have, she should have won. Um, who's the other one? Um, Jesus, uh, Tegan, not, no, not Tegan Knox. Um, exactly. Two thirds of the women in that match. No one. Knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, there was somebody else I saw. And I was Zia gonna, Lee wasn't in yes, there, was yeah, she? Yeah, she was in there. She was in there. Yeah, I yep. didn't even notice. Um, the uh, Caden Carter was in it. Um, yeah. No, I was just so disappointed, and I was, I was like, Oh, you mean Dakota Kai? Dakota Kai, yeah, yeah. I would have been happy with her because it would have been different, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, it was just terrible. Um, now my high points, I gave it three to the Damian Priest versus Austin Theory match. I thought that was really good. I really enjoyed that match. It was different from his match from before when he had those atrocious yeah. looking tights on. Um, but my high, the highest actually was a three and a half was the main event. Kyle Wright, Kushida, Bronson Reed, Timothy Thatcher, and Cameron Grimes. Now, honestly, throughout this match, I was rooting for Cameron Grimes to win. I was. To the moon! <laughs> as much as that fucking annoys me, I still want him to win just so I could get more annoyed. He's good, man. He is a good wrestler. He's a damn good worker. And, uh, yeah, I was I was laughing my ass off with it. And I was really rooting for him. But I'm not disappointed about um, Kyle O'Reilly uh, winning this. I'm not. I'm interested to see where it's going because yeah. of the whole Undisputed where- Era thing, you know? So I'm yep. interested to see where that's going. And, of course, you know, my side note, same as yours. Are you kidding me? Johnny Gargano gets another shot at the North American title. Uh, why? I mean, I just don't get it. Why? Why? What's what? What is it about it that he? I don't see it. I don't see it. He looked like a rejected porn star. I mean, come on, man. It's it's no. But overall, I did give NXT a two point one zero this week. 
Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. It is time for AW Dynamite. Boom. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go off my highest. Mm-hmm. A 3.5, Tony. 3.5 on a Dynamite show. Uh, Adam Page defeating Evil Uno. Adam Page is growing on me. Yeah. Adam Page, the last two weeks with Frankie Kazarian and now Evil mm-hmm. Uno, great fucking match. I gave it a 3.5. I really, first of all, Evil Uno, for a guy his size, yeah. the movement he does yeah. is really and good. I, I, and Adam Page, I tell you, though, with Evil Uno, because if you remember when AEW first started a year ago, Evil Uno was big. He was getting yeah. criticized about that, and he took it to heart, and he started losing a lot of the weight. So that's why when he disappeared yeah. for a while... He was working on losing weight and da da da. And he does. He looks good. About time. Yeah. Um, but Adam Page, I'm loving it. Um, mm-hmm. My lowest okay. points Matt Hardy and the private party <laughs> fucking promo with Jericho, yeah. point 0.5. What the fuck? Like, I'm going to challenge Jericho. No, I'm yeah. going to challenge Jericho. No, guys. I'm going to challenge Jericho, and I'm going to beat him like a Y2J bitch. Whatever the fuck he said. You don't have to curse to be taken seriously. I can't yeah. tell you this enough. Mm-hmm. Um, another point five, uh, FTR's promo. Mm-hmm. How do you go from worse to worse, back to back, in terrible promos? I, I, I don't understand yeah. it. Um, Matt Jackson is forcing... The, the tough guy shit yeah. with Tony Schiavone breaking his phone. Yeah. You don't need to force it, bro. Just for, act like you don't care. I love how they have Matt Jackson out there because Matt Jackson could grow a beard and Nick <laughs> Jackson can't. So it's just like, uh, who looks more threatening? And it's got to be Matt yeah. Jackson. Um, uh, Cody returns after yeah. an abysmal match with uh, mm-hmm. Brody Lee and Orange Cassidy. What are they doing with Orange Cassidy? Mm-hmm. Brody Lee decimated mm, Cody, yeah. and he's struggling with Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Are we senile or what the fuck? Like, but it, but what it's is funny going because on? you know everybody says, "Oh, WWE is trying to insult our intelligence." Uh, isn't AEW doing that too with this bullshit? He's still doing this fake kick shit. It doesn't fucking work. And you know what? I, I, I'm gonna ramble on. I'm, I'm gonna keep talking about AEW because <laughs> the Eddie Kingston promo once again. You're attacking yeah. WWE. Yeah. Keep them out of your mouth. Yeah. And not only that, his promo, he took it off of someone from WWE. I forgot who it was. But someone said the exact same promo back in the day. And he took wow. that pro- Yeah, he that promo he did was the exact thing. Like, he changed the words up a little bit. But if you notice, when he gave the wink, uh, uh, he winked at the... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was because he was... The people that knew... What promo he stole that from? That's why he did that wink, cause wow. to let you know, yeah, I stole it. So yeah, what's that telling? And yeah, this is ridiculous. And my last bit of like side notes here. First of all, Rusev Miro looks fucking phenomenal. He looks solid. But how dare you have this match get dragged on with yeah. Sunny fucking Kiss and yeah. Joey Janela? Yeah. Fucking Hank Hill ass himself. You, how fucking dare you? How do you have the ass of Hank Hill? How dare you have the ass of Hank Hill and the stomach of Bobby Hill? Like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And you want me to take him serious with a guy like fucking Rusev who is chiseled out of granite, as he said about a million times on commentary? 
fuck, man. <laughs> like, AEW, way to fucking kill a guy. Yeah. Miro should have destroyed. Sunny Kiss, I'm over it. Over <laughs> it. And it's too much. You know, like, ah! <laughs> and, ah! and then he's running and he's slapping people. Yeah. Yeah. Enough is enough. Like, this Joey Janela Sunny Kiss thing, I'm over it. Fucking Miro should be decimating these people. He should be running mm-hmm. fucking through them. Mm-hmm. Not having a fucking 12-minute match. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Nine minutes and a half. Whatever fucking time it was, <laughs> it was too long. Way too long, yeah. 1.4 for fucking AEW this week. Wow. What do you got? All right. Well, I, I'm going to be babbling on for a minute here. But for me, I'm not. Well, okay. Let me. You know what? Let me get rid of my, my lows. My lows was almost <laughs> the same as yours. Matt Hardy promo with Jericho, 0.5. FTR promo. Point five did not like it. Um, now I'm gonna babble on for a little before I even give you my high point. But the Kip Sabian versus and Miro versus Janela, it was very it was it, Miro. I'm sorry, but it was very very sloppy. This whole sure. match was sloppy. I yep. gave it a one, but yeah, the one thing I noticed that Miro was stiff as hell. Um, yeah, I did hear he really like the one part where he was limping. He tweaked his ankle a little bit, but he is fine. He's fine. But he did really tweak his ankle a little bit. Um, but it this match was so fucking sloppy. Why? Like, if you even notice, Sonny, he had to give his leg to Kip so that way he can prevent the tag to the blind tag to uh, Janela. You know, because like yeah. if you notice, Sonny kind of looked back and he saw that that uh, that. Um, uh, Kip wasn't around, his, the, you know, to grab his leg. So then yeah. Sonny stretched his leg out even further towards Kip Sabian so he can grab his leg to prevent the tag and all this other shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Did that really just happen? And I saw it. And they botched it with the referee, They botched too. it with the referee. The referee. <laughs> yeah. And they still didn't do anything even with the without the blind tag because Sonny was just, like, lost in there. The match, for me, in my opinion, the match was way too long for Mir- for a Miro debut. They made it seem like, and you're right, and I'm sorry, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, really? You had a hard time with them, dude? You had a hard time with them? My thing is, another shot at WWE, too, with Miro. Game over. Remember how, with the Machka, he was going, yeah. uh, what was it, Rusev Crush? He calls it game over. That's not another shot at WWE. Gee, I wonder who says that. Triple H, you know, it's like, are you, are you fucking? You want to be separate, but you still keep throwing jabs at WWE when they and don't need to. People will say, "Oh no, that's because of his Twitch." Yeah, get the we fuck know. Out of here. No, stop. Come stop. on, stop. Take a vote. I want Spanish. <laughs> um, and you're gonna be shot. Oh no, another side note too. Uh, yeah, the same thing with Eddie Kingston. You know, t- uh, still taking jabs at WWE. Dude, stop. You know, I, I did have respect for him until he did that. And then yeah. with the whole... Actually, it was when he first came out and he did the promo saying, you know, this camera right here, I'm going to focus on the hard camera right here. Some, that that was the imitation that he did that somebody else did before so, from wow. back in the day. I think in WCW. I forgot who. I got to look it up. Because then during that promo, he did wink. You know, like, yeah, I stole it. You know, true fans would know... When he did that, he did. Yeah. They were like, "Yeah, because he stole it. Uh, they stole that promo." Um, I did wanted to throw out the Sheeta and Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse and Diamante. I gave it a one and a half. Um, there was a lot of miscues in this match, and I had to just throw that out there. And then, if you uh, heard 
what I said last week too that uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Eva Least, you know, they did have some issues right before their match. So that's why all that shit happened. I was really paying attention to this one because of what happened last week. And again, uh, there was just a lot of miscues. You know, the one that I'm really impressed with is Diamante. I really like yeah. her. She, I'm really yeah. impressed with her. Um, it just seemed like she was the one that, trying to keep the peace in the ring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I noticed that. But it was still sloppy nonetheless. You can see Eva Lisa's attitude, and it's like, girl, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to get checked, or else you, your ass is gonna be out the door soon. Um, all right, my high points, uh, and you're gonna be shocked that I'm even gonna say this, but it was a three, and I gave it to Orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee. I, I agree. I agree that uh, the point of that Brody Lee destroyed Cody. But then, yes, having a hard time with with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. But I did like the match. I was like, you know, it is a good match, though. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, if that that didn't happen with Cody, I I probably would have gave it probably a little bit higher. But I agree with you. Mr. Reek, Tony, he's drinking the orange juice again. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, overall, I gave... AEW, I gave um, a 1.57. Wow. Now, if you go onto our Twitter page at Wrestling POV, uh, you will see that after um, NXT and AEW air, what happens is we're going to put up a poll to ask you guys, the fans, which show was better right after the show ends. So right after this show ended, the fans voted, Tony, and you're going to be shocked. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> AEW beat out NXT 67% to 33%. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Um, we have the Wednesday Night Delight uh, is currently NXT 31 to AEW 16. Uh, next week is the one year wow. mark of AEW. Um, it wow. having half as many wins as NXT, I think, is actually a good sign. That maybe they can build up. I wasn't expecting them to get even half of what they got. Right. Um, but uh, let's vote. Uh, the guys at Wrestling POV Global, Elio Canella, TJ Logan, both voted in favor of NXT this week in blowout fashion. They say AEW was garbage. <laughs> um, I have I have to agree with them. Yeah. I have to go with NXT this week. Yeah. So no, um, I I I'm right there with you. Yeah. Man. I mean, for me, it was uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. So now NXT is going to go a full whole half ahead of uh, AEW, 32 to 16. Um, it is now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, not as bad as it's been. I'll say that. Not as bad as it's been the last couple of weeks. Right. I'll give you that. Right, yeah. Um, um, my lowest point. Uh, was that opening AJ, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy promo gave it a point five. Yeah. Um, also uh, on Twitter, we asked if these three guys are fighting who at Clash of oh, Champions, yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ yeah, Styles, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. should they be fighting on SmackDown? Right, right. Eighty percent of the people say no. They shouldn't have been fighting. It should have been a hundred, but eighty percent say no. Why are they fighting in a triple threat match? It, it makes no sense. I think the I think because of the simple fact that tomorrow night is going to be uh, 
the ladder match. That's why. Yeah. So they wanted to do a regular uh, match, which makes yeah. no sense. Not at all. Um, you know, so other low points, heavy machinery backstage. You need phone evidence? You're on a fucking TV show. Stop treating us like morons, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, come on. You know, the thing don't do that. I didn't even realize that until you just said that. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> All right, maybe it does make sense. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because I wasn't really paying attention to that shit. That garbage. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Bailey's promo. Garbage. What is Like, Bailey, do you need Sasha to be good? Is it? Exactly. Is that real? Exactly. The last two weeks have been bad, Tony. I don't know. Um... <laughs> My highest point, Tony, was a three. Really? And it was the ending. Roman Reigns mm. and Jay's promo. Bro, first of all, I'm sitting there with my wife, and my wife starts laughing when Jay says, You know what they asked me? Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife is dying. And on the inside, I'm just like, Aw. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like, oh, which one are you? Wow! It was good. It was really good. I'm looking forward to this match. You know, I am Clash. too. We know what's gonna happen. We know Reigns is gonna win. But yeah. hell, if Jay gives him a fucking fight, I think man, so. I think he is. I hope he does. Um, I I do have to mention this. Lacey Evans, get her away from fucking Alexa Bliss. Please, because and I'll tell you why. Uh, who Alexa Lacey. or I don't think they're burying Lacey. I'm I'm saying, and I'm saying this because it's messing up Alexa. Because when the Fiends music started going off and Alexa went crazy, um, Lacey Evans is still too stiff and too green that she. Right. Did not know how to react to getting her ass kicked by yeah, or yeah, I by that. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Like you need to go limp. You know, mm-hmm. I know how to get my ass beat. You know, so <laughs> when you get hit, you gotta just go limp. And that's it. Yeah. So yeah. she I just feel like Lacey Evans just got st- stiffened up and was just trying yeah. to take the hits but couldn't do it. And it, it just didn't make I will Alexa say look this. as strong as I she should have. I will say this though, Lacey Evans getting better. She's getting better in the ring. She is. Tony, she is. Tony, Just give her, give her Tony. some time. Just like how you want Since me with Timothy Thatcher is Tony. what I want you to be like with Lacey Evans. But the difference is, since we put Lacey Evans' veggie wedgie <laughs> in the book, you've been <laughs> you've been high on this. So <laughs> Jesus Christ, a blast from the past with the veggie wedgie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I do want to say this. I will give. I also gave a two point five to Nakamura defeating Grand Metali, mm-hmm. not because it was a good match, but because even fucking Corey Graves said it's been a while yeah. since we can fucking say Kinshasa <laughs> and <she'll... laughs> Come that on, is true. man. That is overall. True. I gave SmackDown, and I said it wasn't as bad as the last two weeks. I gave it a one point seven this week. What are your thoughts on oh, SmackDown? Well, you gave it a one point seven, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'll go straight with the lowest point. For me, the lowest points was AJ, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy promo in the very beginning. I gave it a point five because it made no sense at all. 
It was like, that was just garbage. That was hot garbage. Um, uh, Some notables is, uh, the one was the Bailey promo. They got to keep Sasha out of this. Stop. Stop. Just fucking bye. Uh, Also, a one that I did get is the Jay promo. When he first did the promo, I didn't like it. I I thought it was bland because they could have skipped that and gone straight to the end. And it would have been that much better. It still would have been better. It was good. I loved it. I gave it a three. That It was my yeah, highest. Was The Roman too. promo was a yeah. three. That's how good it was. Roman was a different person. His yeah. promo, the, the, the look, his attitude, when he fucking Superman punched Jay and then fucking yeah. grabbed him and put the, like, I'm the one that supports it. Like, he meant that shit. Yep. I was scared. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> oh my good god, man! But um, no, I gave it a three, and and just like you, I'm really looking forward to it on on uh, tomorrow night's Clash of Champions. Um, and you're gonna be shocked at this one. I gave it three to the Matt Riddle versus Corbin match. It was a good match, and what made yeah, honestly the only reason why I gave it a three is because Corbin won. That's why clean, clean, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I gave it a three because. It's been a while, number one, for Corbin to win. And to make him credible and to put him into these storylines, he needs these wins. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, for me, it's it was like, um, it, it was about time. And that's how I wrote it. Yeah. Um, a side note I had was that um, I wish that the Jay and Roman build was a little longer. Um, for me, this was yeah. like too quick. But the vignettes that they did, I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. Rikishi and yeah, Sika? Yeah, and Afa too. Um, yeah. I just wish that this happened a lot early, uh, later. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. um, this really just happened in the span of, what, three weeks? Right? Yeah. About three weeks? Yeah. I wish yeah. this was about a month and a half, maybe, longer. That's, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And to have the final confrontation on Clash of Champions is fine. That's fine. I, I got no issues with that. But to... Um, to have it early, uh, later on, I'm saying the buildup would have been th- just that much more better. Now, I will yeah. say this, and I'm not saying this to throw jabs at Kofi, but they did do this bullshit with Kofi. Been 11 years. I never had a title opportunity. Well, you know what? Jay never did either. And he's been in yeah. WWE since 2009. And you don't yeah. hear no complaining about that. So that I'm, yeah. that, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay? Overall, I gave SmackDown a 2 this week wow yeah. okay yep. um right now nxt versus raw and smackdown nxt is currently ahead 10 to raw's nine to smackdown's four right now the way i have it is nxt and smackdown both have a 1.7 mm-hmm. and i have raw with a 1.3 raw for me was the worst show of the week right right um so if i had to select one I did enjoy the overall show of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, the Roman Reigns, Jay promo stood out to me. Right. Uh, Alexa Bliss stayed out. The Alexa Bliss stare at Roman Reigns. That was pretty cool. Fucking but and, and you know what's funny is that we always complain that why is somebody's walking out? Why are you going to play the music with it? This time, though, it worked. It worked because they, they fucking planted that seed. Exactly. However, um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with 
I'm gonna go with SmackDown. Really? I'm gonna go with SmackDown this week. Yeah, SmackDown, NXT, and then Raw. Okay. What well, I, I have Raw last for sure. I really okay. do. Um, between NXT and SmackDown, it was close. I got NXT at a two point one zero, and I got SmackDown uh-huh. at a two. Okay. Um, I'm honestly, I'm gonna go with NXT this week. Um, okay. Um, but not by much. So. All right, no, no, and I, I I'm with you because mm-hmm. it's I have them tied. Yeah. I have SmackDown and NXT yeah. tied. Um, you know what? And Elio well, Canella for us. He'll be gl- before oh? instead of using Elio Canella, I got somebody else that's gonna give us a vote. Okay. Yep. Okay. Who we, we got? We recognize this person. Whoa! <laughs> Thunder. And I'm gonna go with NXT. <laughs> NXT. Whoa! <laughs> Mimi Goody! Oh my goodness! Who let that witch in? Oh, oh Jesus Damn. Christ! Damn! I got my boob job. You want to see it? That's why she's been out so long. Jesus. Mimi Goody is back, ladies and gentlemen. She went with NXT this week. Well, to be fair, Elio also went NXT. Oh, wow, did he really? Mimi Goody back in the... Yeah. So everybody but me went with NXT. So NXT is going over. NXT has 11. You guys got me all frazzled here. Right? NXT has 11. This is 11. a special show. <laughs> <laughs> has 11 to Raw's 9 yeah. to uh, SmackDown's 4. But let me tell you something, though. Um, even if, if uh, Elio went with SmackDown, I wouldn't have been upset. It still would have been a good call. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just think for me, NXT, I mean, but it, by very, very little. Very little. Yeah. I, honestly, you know what, though? I think if SmackDown did exactly what I just said instead of doing that Jade promo in the beginning and just mm-hmm. just took it off completely and then did that whole thing at the end. I, I honestly I probably would have went with SmackDown by a little bit. But it would have also affected the rating too. You know what I'm saying? I think it would have been a little I think the rating would have been a higher a little bit higher because that J promo I put it as a one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the other, uh, what were, where is it? the Roman promo? I gave it a three and a half. I probably would have gave it a four if they did wow. left it at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. No, I got you. Big difference. All right. So now it's time for our WWE versus AEW segment mm-hmm. where we take superstars from both WWE yes. and AEW and we put them against each other head to head, and you guys, the fans, get to vote who you think is the better superstars. Uh, Tony, this week I went a little different. I went okay. with uh, WWE's New Day oh. versus AEW's Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Wow. Holy shit. That's interesting. That's an interesting yes. one because we talk shit about both of them. Uh, both yes. teams. Um, I'll just throw it out there. I'll go first right quick. Um, I would go with New Day on this one. Wow. Yeah. We, o- we always yeah. known that you've had a soft yeah. spot for the New yeah. Day. Yeah, right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for me... It's tough because, you know, the group Best Friends and Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. works. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have this symmetry with one another. Um, uh, New Day, of course, they have this connection between yeah. the three guys. Yeah. I think it works really well. I don't think they utilize it in the best mm-hmm. way. I think Xavier Woods gets overlooked a lot. I think so, too. Um, Absolutely. Um, head-to-head matchup, though, wrestling 
Wrestling-wise, I got to go with New Day just because they have the big the big powerhouse in Big E. You got the abilities of Kofi Kingston, and you have the technician in Xavier Woods. Right. Um, so I think overall they're a better stable, better trio than that mm-hmm. of Best Friends in Orange Cassidy, I who I feel like Orange Cassidy brings them down when it comes really? to you taking so? them as a serious as a serious, as a serious okay. team. All right, I agree. I got to take away. So, I agree. Um, I'm going to go with New Day. And uh, we'll put it up on our Facebook page, and you, the fans, get to vote which team you think is the better team. I'm of the interested two. in this one. I really am. Yeah. Because, uh, and we'll uh, see especially what... because of the AEW marks. That's why. Yes. And we'll see what uh, Elio and TJ Logan think mm-hmm. as they re- announce the results on their show, Wrestling POV Global, on Friday. All right, Tony, it's time to clash. With some champions. Yes, that's right. It is, make our prediction. It is the wrestling POV class of champions pay-per-view predictiones. <laughs> Since we can't do the pay-per-view points game. Not for a while, anyway. Sons of bitches. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, these are just our predictions. We're, um, we're not playing for points, obviously. Uh, shit. The kickoff show. Raw Women's Championship. Oscar versus Selena Vega. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. That's a softball. <laughs> Um, <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championships Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus the Lucha House Party. Where are they going with that? I have no idea. But I'm going with Cesaro and Nakamura. You know what? Just to be different, I'm going to go with Lucha House Party. I think they're going to take it. They're doing something what? with them to be pushing them like this, you know? <laughs> um, the yeah. Raw Tag Team Championships The Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza for the 10th time. It's time It's time to pull the trigger, I, right? You would think. Like, <laughs> you gotta give it to Garza. Let me tell you and, something. And if they don't win, if Angel Garza and and Andrade don't win, I don't ever want to see them in the tag team picture again. I just don't. Never. I agree. Uh, the women's tag team championship: Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad. I'm giving it to Shayna um, and Nia. They're, yeah, they're new champions. You can't give it to. I don't. I don't think honestly, Liv Morgan is ready yet to be in that spotlight. Okay. I just don't. I think it's also because you don't want to say Ruby exactly. Riot is a tag team champion. <laughs> that is the exact reason why. <laughs> I'm going with Nia and Shayna. Uh, the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Another softball is going to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley and Apollo needs to stay away from the United States Championship. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I'm over Apollo. Yeah, I am I'm too. I'm over it. Uh, the IC Championship, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles and Sami Zayn uh, versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match. I have no clue where this is going. I don't either. Um, Sammy, I'll go. You know with Sammy. what? I was gonna same thing. I'm I'm gonna go for Sammy yeah. Zayn. Yeah, I think because he brings character to that icy title. Yeah, and what do you think about his look? Yeah. Like that beard is getting out of you know, control. He looks, he looks like uh, the, um, well, the redheaded version of Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, or how about um, what's his name? Uh, Cornelius. Cornelius. Yes, from, yes. That's, from that's what I'm talking about. That's, from Rudolph, that's yeah. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. I got to find that picture. Johan Cornelius. Yes. Johan Cornelius. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's who Zami Zane looks like. I'm going to have to get the uh, do a side-by-side comparison for that. Yeah. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Now, Sasha made a comment last week that stuck with me where she said, I'm going to take away mm-hmm. the one thing that means so much exactly, to you. Exactly, yeah. And it's a SmackDown title. Yeah. Is she going to interfere and cost her the title? I was the same thing. I mean, you have to say, Nikki Cross, this is her, what, third, fourth Mm -hmm. title opportunity? They got to give her the belt, right? 
does she deserve it? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but do we want to see Bailey versus Sasha for a title? Yeah. Where it's predictable, right? True. Like if Sasha and Bailey go head to head for the yeah. title, Sasha's getting that belt. Yeah. But if there's no belt, yeah. who's gonna win that match, That's true, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Nikki. Oh wow, really? If yeah. that happens, yeah, I'll go with Nikki too. But if it doesn't happen, then if it's just going to be a straight-up match, I think Bailey's going to take it again. Yeah. Uh, the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. <laughs> Keith Lee is interfering in this. But not only vo- that, I think what's yeah. going to happen is I think they did this match to protect Drew anyways. So I think Randy mm-hmm. Orton's going to take this. Yeah, Randy Orton's going to win uh, because of Keith Lee. Yeah. I think Keith Lee takes out uh, mm-hmm. Drew. For sure. And uh, the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we see Jimmy? Does I Jimmy think, return? I think something happens. Uh, I think we've said this before, too. I think Jimmy comes back um, to try to help Jay, but then turns on him and joins Roman. Yeah. And I think they're going to start now, forming the, uh, what, what is it they call it? The Samoan Dynasty? I, I think yeah. they're going to start forming that. And I think it's going to happen tomorrow but, night. Does Jimmy and Naomi join Roman? Mm. Naomi as a Paul Heyman girl? With mm. with, with Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah, I can see it. Both, and uh, you can see them ringside perhaps, yeah. you know, watching the mm-hmm. match, cheering for Jay. And, and then, then turn on him. Mm-hmm. But then where does that leave Jay? Jay's a superstar. Mm. He's by himself. That's true. You yeah. know? And then a I think bi- the reason why is because we got spoiled with them being a tag team for so long. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And. Jimmy versus Jay, WrestleMania? Now, let me ask you a question, though. <laughs> wouldn't that kind of, like, confuse people because they wouldn't know who's who? They'll change well, up yeah, the I gear, I know they'll change up the gear, but wouldn't it still be a little bit confusing? <laughs> Damn, man. You imagine, didn't hear Jay? Imagine, they asked that's him, true. Which one are you? That is which true. Which one are you? That is true, yeah. I mean, it's going to have to be a drastic change, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really I mean, wish... We don't know what Jay... Like, I really wish they We don't know what Jimmy looks I, like. I, I, that's true, too. But I really wish they didn't cut their hair because this would have been an opportunity for one of them to cut their hair to, <laughs> to make sure that we know who's is who. So you're saying you wish that they didn't go to a Dominican barber yes, shop? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My barber. All right. So that's it. That's it for the uh, Clash of Champions pay-per-view points game. It is time to go for the book. You want to go to do the book? Yeah, let's go. All righty. Those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and we just get do it for a good laugh because we need it in the times like this during the pandemic. Uh, so let's just get started. Uh, Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, Garza's cousin Speedos. If he gets a title, we'll take, we'll it, take it out. Okay, all right. Uh, That's the only way we take it okay. out. Uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. If she gets a title, we keep it in. We'll keep it in, yeah. Uh, corona- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Coronavirus. The numbers are going up, people. I heard that. Wash your hands. Wear a fucking mask. Do the right yeah. thing. MVP, all the brother suit. Stays. stays. Jericho and Khan's demo. Stays. Stas- yep. uh, Seth's man bun. Stays. stays. Put your meat on my meat. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I still have to say that stays. shit. Stays. Uh, and you stay. did that on purpose, fucker. Uh, yes. Finn's doodle tattoos. They stay. That is atrocious. Like, how am I supposed to take them seriously? <laughs> I mean, if put he... Put the sleeve on that yeah, arm. Yeah, put the sleeve on her. Or, you know what? If you really wanted to get those, put it somewhere else. 
or or do it later on in life. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rick's sore throat. Ah, that stays. That stays. WWE's eyes upset. That stays because after what the fuck? That stays. Another, what, yeah. what is what is what the God stop? Dana Brooks' face <laughs> still missing. It's still missing. <laughs> Yo, if anything, that is too funny. Sonya Deville. Listen, happy birthday, Sonya Deville. We will mention you on this show every week <laughs> as long as Dana Brooke is not there. You will not be missed. You will. We, we got you, girl. That is Slapped her right into the book. Uh, hurt business. Keep him in or take him out? This is your decision. I'm good either way. Uh, you know what? Take him out because I'm starting to like the shirts. I saw somebody buy the shirt oh, yeah? and put it up. That shirt is it nice. It is a nice like shirt. It. Roman's Chapas. That stays. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of which... Next week, I want to talk about in more detail of how Cody Rhodes can only afford the top teeth and and Matt Hardy can only afford the top teeth. Roman Reigns, and I did the math, that cost to get veneers on every single tooth, $80,000. Are you serious? That's a fucking house. That is a house. Holy shit. <laughs> he has a house in his mouth. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Roman's house mouth. House mouth. No, no, never mind. No, no. With the choppers. Never mind. I just almost cornered myself on that one. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. No, Angelo. That stays. And uh, Jake Roberts' haircut. <laughs> did you uh, Did you go back and see it? Yeah. Like I said? Yes, it's, it's bad. Horrendous, it's bad. man. All right, that's it for the book. That's it for the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this full jam-packed show. That we gave yeah. you a lot of content, a lot of things to do while you were at work, or you're just sitting there chilling, listening to us guys. Sitting on the toilet. Sitting in the toilet. Um, but that's it. H.C. Loke. H.C. Loke was in the house. Gentlemen, yes. ladies, yes. All right. Um, yeah, so next week uh, we'll be back, obviously, with the Class of Champions result. No, that's tomorrow night or Monday, something like that. We'll be on yeah. again to talk about it's the Aftermath show. Yes. Um, but then other than that, we'll still bring you more shit next week. The Global Guy's got some shit for you. And uh, quarantine episodes. Uh, yeah. So Quarantine coming up. And yeah. also we got the G1 Classic uh, Aftermath show, the first four nights. Yep. So if you're into New Japan, you, you want to be on the lookout for that as well. We got a lot of content for you guys. We're going to be pushing out more and more stuff. We just love your support. And just please... Um, spread the word of us, spread our page, yeah. share our page, Facebook page, Wrestling POV, uh, Instagram, Wrestling POV1, Twitter, Wrestling POV, mm-hmm. share as much as you can, buy a fucking shirt, <laughs> do what you can to help us out, and we're giving you the best content we got Absolutely. for you. Absolutely, yeah, so, uh, with that being said, before we close the show, it is the five-second shuffle. Best two out of three. Rick did very well last week, but then, of course, he got some yes. softballs thrown at him. But uh, it's mm. just how we ride off into the sunset until next week, and uh, we'll give you more content and uh, and more hilarity. So with that being said, I'm the host, Tony Diaz, along with... <laughs> Mimi Goody. And, and the third wheel. Rick Sorrento the third. And our intern. Oh, so this fucking bitch is... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> oh, oh, she's not going to say peace out? <laughs> All right, you ready? Best two yes, out of sir. three. Riot Squad. Well, it's Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. <laughs>
right, you got that one. And under five seconds, too. Yes. That sounds like some fucking ECW guy. No, no. We uh, actually talked about him uh, earlier on, on the show, during Raw. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, <laughs> let me go back to my notes. Uh, uh, yeah. Who the hell is that? I have no clue. You know what? Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Dominic Dijakovic? Dijakovic? No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's Akira Tozawa. Uh, oh Akira God! Ha! Yeah, ha! yeah. The ha. All right, last one. Oh, if you would have got, to, if you would have got to the, I would have uh, fucking got okay. it. But you got five seconds. Yeah, well, it's five seconds. All right, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, last one. Who mm-hmm. the? Are you serious? Who? <laughs> she used to be in NXT. Da, da, da. <laughs> Are you serious? You seriously don't remember? <laughs> is that Summer Rae? No. Who is that? Blue Pants. <laughs> Who? Blue Pants. Blue Pants. The fuck is Blue Pants? You don't remember Blue Pants? <laughs> I don't know. Who? Blue Pants. <laughs> it, man. <laughs> uh, we don't know the damn right. This is the best song ever. <laughs> you can bang your head to this. 